Welcome to Nimmin Live, the number one place on the internet to learn about YouTube, network with other content creators, and have an awesome time doing it. My name is Nick, and today I'm answering your YouTube questions. So if you have a question about what it is that you're doing on YouTube, Right now, there is a link down in the description that goes to a Google form. Um, it's free to fill this out. Right now, there's hardly anybody in there because I cleared it literally just a few minutes ago. Um, so there's hardly anybody in there right now. So if you have a question, since you're an early bird, go ahead and get it in the form right now. In addition to that, I'm gonna be pulling them out of the chat as well. So they'll also be coming up, you know, I'll also be pulling them out of the chat. But right now, because uh, I just cleared it, I literally have two responses there. So get your question in the form right now if uh, if you want to get your question uh, answered here today. Um, but you know, like I said before, I'm going to be pulling them out of the chat as well. Um, basically, when the stream first starts, we go into the form. After the um, you know stream gets going a little bit, then I start hopping back and forth between the two because I know people you know are are still in bed and that kind of stuff um, as well. So I just want to make it you know a little bit uh, you know accessible, I should say, for uh, for everybody. So first off, I just want to say that I I hope that you had an awesome week um, and that you are ready to learn some stuff today. So if you are wanting to learn more about YouTube, just give me a hashtag me so that I know that you're down to learn. And I also encourage you to, you know, get a notepad out on your phone or, you know, just get a notepad out next to you, you know, wherever it is that you happen to be chilling, listening to this or watching this right now. So that, you know, if there's anything that comes out during the process of this live stream, where you're like, yeah, you know what? I should look into that on my channel or I should check this uh, in my YouTube analytics or I should look into this or whatever so that you can have that note. So then that can also give you some things to work on um, as well so that you can make an improvement so that you can, you you know, get more views, get more subscribers and all of the other things that we do here um, on YouTube and add more value to other people too. So um, today, um, I do want to let you know that the stream is brought to you by TubeBuddy, which is a the number one browser plugin for YouTube content creators or number one tool for YouTube content creators. TubeBuddy will help you optimize your videos for discovery. TubeBuddy will help you test your thumbnails to make sure that the thumbnails that you're using are effective for the people that you are trying to reach. Um, TubeBuddy has 90 different tools in it that can help you with your YouTube channel. So as a YouTube content creator, you need to be using TubeBuddy. Um, you can try TubeBuddy for free through the link in the description. Um, if you go to TubeBuddy.com slash Nimmin, it will take you to the same place. And um, if you decide to upgrade later, just as a heads up, I will get a um, I will get a commission for that as well. So thanks for hooking me up there. Um, in addition to that, I wanna let you know that the stream is co-sponsored by StreamYard, which is the, the live streaming service that I use to stream this every single Saturday at 9 a.m. Eastern. The reason I use StreamYard is because they do all the heavy lifting for me on the cloud so I don't have to you know put a lot of weight on my computer while I'm streaming because as you can see from the different shots that are coming in right now like I've got a lot of stuff that's that's routing through the computer so StreamYard helps me you know manage all that and in addition to that StreamYard also makes it easy to add graphics on the screen like you can see that I'm doing right here and invite guests in as well so that I can make sure that you know I just click a couple of buttons send a link they can come right into the show without any headache or stress so because of that that is why I use StreamYard but you can also find that through the link in the description as well so that you can try StreamYard out for yourself. Now, man, I got some house cleaning stuff today. We've got some exciting things coming up. First, I'm getting close to 800,000 subscribers, so I just want to thank you for that. Um, depending on how it works out here over the next couple of days, I might end up live streaming again as I'm crossing that milestone because I love live streaming. Like As I cross milestones, it makes for some good video content later in terms of you know being able to clip those moments out when we're crossing that milestone, so keep an eye out for that in the event that we decide to do that. Um, in addition to that, if you are a live streamer on YouTube, I want to let you know that they now have a trailer feature that they're rolling out across the platform. Um, I tried it last night, and I currently 
currently don't have it on this channel, but I do have it on another channel um, to where I made a channel, uh, channel trailer for it. And uh, basically the idea is so that when you publish your live stream and you schedule your live stream, um, you can upload this video. And when you upload that trailer, then people are going to see that trailer instead of just seeing a blank image for your live stream. And the really cool thing about that is it gives you the opportunity to let people know what is coming in the live stream and what it is that you have going on. So for an example, and I'm not going to play the entire thing, but I just want to show you the trailer that I made just to kind of give you an idea of a way that you can use this. Of course, as soon as that feature comes out um, to where I can actively use it on this channel, then I'm going to be, you know, testing, you know, all kinds of different stuff. So you'll see all kinds of different trailers um, coming from me. But um, but this is one I'm just going to show it to you really quick just so you can get some insight into, you know, what it is and just ways that you can use it to spread awareness about what it is that you're going to be doing in your stream. So check this out. What is going on, YouTuber? My name is Nick and I want to encourage you to make sure that you click on the option to set the reminder for this live stream. And the reason that I want you to do that is because during the live streams, I talk about all of the different things related to being a YouTube content creator. I talk about how to get more views. I talk about how to get more subscribers. I talk about mindset in terms of, you know, how do you avoid burning out on YouTube, that sort of thing. But basically the live stream is driven by the questions that you and viewers like you ask during the stream. I encourage you to come by, hang out, participate this Saturday at 9 a.m. AM Eastern. I'll see you there. But yeah, so basically that's the idea. So, you know, you put together a trailer and you just make it informative, letting people know, you know, what it is going on or what's going to be going on in your stream. So you can kind of build up, you know, a little bit of hype um, around what it is that you're doing. I think it's a really cool feature. And as somebody that live streams on a regular basis, like I'm going to get tons of use out of that. So just something to, you know, keep an eye out for if you are a live streamer. I um, mean, it doesn't matter if you're a gaming live streamer or if you're, you know, live streaming crafts or if you're live streaming motivational stuff or whatever it happens to be, um, you will have this feature and you can use it to bring more attention to what it is that you're doing. So um, I just wanted to make sure that I bring that to your attention. In addition to that, um, I also want to let you know that um, next Saturday, um, we are not going to be doing Nimmin Live here. We're actually going to be participating in a charity live stream on Daryl Eve's YouTube channel. Um, on that particular stream, I'm going to drop a link for it here um, in the chat as well. I encourage everybody, it's scheduled right now, um, and I encourage everybody to um, go over there, click on the reminder so that when we go live over there um, next Saturday so that you can come in and hang out. And here's the deal. Um, with that particular live stream, we are like we're, we're having a lot um, of like heavy hitters um, coming on to this live stream. This is what you want to look for. Right. But it's a charity live stream um, to help our friend uh, Owen video um, who has been diagnosed with cancer. And um, I encourage you to, you know, come and hang out. Um, we're going to be giving away a ton of stuff. Two buddies giving away stuff. StreamYard's giving away stuff. Spreadshop's giving away stuff. Um, Camtasia is giving away stuff. I'm giving away a bunch of stuff. Um, my brother's giving away stuff. Um, I know there's a lot of people giving away like consulting for free and things like that, all to, you know, help spread awareness um, for Owen and to, you know, help spread awareness about his GoFundMe as well to kind of help support him through this process with him and his family that he is getting ready to go through um, on the fight that he has in ahead of him. So, um, so I just wanted to make sure that you guys know, since you're watching this, that next week, next Saturday, um, we're going to be live over on Daryl's channel and um, it's going to be long. Like we're going to be streaming, I think for like eight to 10 hours. So it's going to be nuts. So make sure that you're hanging out um, over there for that. And like I said, a lot of, you know, content creators that you watch and enjoy um, that you learn from some that you just watch for entertainment um, are going to be showing up as well. So just make sure that you are paying attention um, to that particular live stream next Saturday because it's going to be awesome um, in terms of, you know, like all the different people that are going to be on there. And of course, we're doing it for um, a good cause as well. Um, so in addition to that, 
Today, um, if you are just joining us, what we're going to be doing is we are going to be um, looking at um, or answering your YouTube questions. So I have a form in the description of this uh, live stream right now. And there's, you know, some questions starting to come in, but there's still some space in there if you want to get your uh, question in. And then, of course, here in just a little bit, we're going to be bouncing back and forth as well between the form and between the live chat. Now, when the from the live chat side of things, like if this is your first time hanging out here, how this part works is. Um, I'm just going to say, you know, hey, if you got a question, go ahead and drop it now. And when you drop that question, make sure that you put a Q or the word question in front of it so that I can identify that the question is for me instead of it being, you know, like a side conversation that you're having in the chat. And then that helps us get through everything smoothly. And that also helps me identify that's for me so that I can answer your your question. So um, I wanted to make sure to bring that to your attention as well. So um, in addition to that, um, I want to... Thank uh, Scotland History Tours. Super chat. has been watching you since um, April 2020 as my channel has grown to 56,000 views with your advice. Um, this is the first time I've listened live, so sending a super chat, huge thanks. High five and fist bump to you for getting the 56,000 views. I appreciate the super chat. And um, go ahead and grab your notepad because we talk about all kinds of you know YouTube-related stuff here. So you're definitely going to get lots of uh, good, valuable information out of this live stream as well. So thank you for that. Um, I appreciate it. Um, let's see here. As we keep going, Going down through this list right here, um, we have um, Journey with Jay asks a question with the super, super chat tracked. and says, how do you grow past a thousand subscribers? So who here has under 1000 subscribers right now on your YouTube channel? Um, if that's you, just give me a hashtag me. Um, and we're going to talk about, you know, how you can cross through that 1000 um, subscriber milestone and the 4,000 hours of watch time so you can get monetized. So if you are under, okay, so we got some coming through. Okay, cool, cool. So um, if you are under a thousand subscribers, some things that you got to think about is one, when you're on YouTube and some of this comes down to, you know, mind, some of it comes down to, you know, things that you need to make sure that you're doing as well and paying attention to when it comes to your YouTube channel. Um, but when you are publishing content to YouTube, when you're first getting started first, I just want to let you know, um, it might seem overwhelming. It might seem like there's a ton of stuff to learn. And there is YouTube is not an easy thing to do um, it's successfully, consistently sustainably, right, for a long period of time. So because of that, um, you know, there's some foundational things that you want to make sure that you get into place. So the very first thing that I recommend to you, if you are trying to get the ball rolling, trying to get that first 1000 subscribers on your YouTube channel, um, the very first thing that I recommend to you is that you pay very close attention to your audience retention reports on every single video that you publish. And the reason for that is because there's tons of tips and tricks and things that you can do to accelerate your growth to, you know, take advantage of, you know, every opportunity that you have for a new viewer coming in and interacting with your content and things like that. But at the end of the day, in order for any of that stuff to happen, you have to be able to do the core thing. And that core thing is you have to be able to make content that people respond to. Now, that does not mean that that content has to be a certain way. Of course, you can experiment. You can do all types of you know different um, formats. You can do all types of uh, different structures in terms of how you're putting the content together itself. Um, but at the end of the day, you have to learn how people are responding to what it is that you're doing so that you can make small modifications that will make people enjoy your content more. And the reason that this is important is because when it comes to YouTube, when people are enjoying your content and YouTube systems can see all of this, you know, on the back end because they're tracking, you know, every second that somebody's watching and when they leave videos and things like that. So if you can create a great experience for a viewer, they watch for a longer period of time. Let's say they make it to the end of your video. They click on an end screen. Let's say they go down, leave, they leave a comment. They like the video, things like that. They even subscribe to the channel, those types of things. Those are all indications of a satisfactory experience for the viewer. So it's not something to where you're trying to like trick a viewer to do these things. 
things. The, the idea is that your content is to a point to where it carries most of that weight for you to where people come in and they enjoy the content. And then you get that watch time since you're getting that watch time and they're enjoying the content. Then of course, likes and comments and, and shares and uh, subscriptions and all that stuff will come naturally. Right? So what I encourage you to do is instead of, you know, just thinking like, okay, how can I do this like as fast as humanly possible? Of course, we all want that, right? We, like, we all, you, we all want, you know, to do better, quicker, you know, as, as, you know, as much as we can. But, you know, one thing to make sure that you're keeping in mind is that, you know, it's important to make sure that you are getting that foundational stuff taken care of. Because if the content itself, um, the, the content that is in your videos in terms of when people are watching your content, if they stick around, they enjoy that content and they further engage or not, that is going to determine if more people see your videos or not. So because of that, you know, if you're doing this as a hobby or if it's something that you're wanting to transition to as, you know, a side income or just something that you want to do full time, it's really important to make sure that you take it seriously and that you're paying attention to all of the different ways that people are reacting to your content. So one of the ways that you can do this um, that I mentioned before is YouTube has the audience retention reports that is given to you for every single video that you publish. So what you want to do is you want to go in and you want to start looking for problem areas in your video content. So what that means is if your video first opens up and you might, you might, you, this might resonate with you, you know, depending, but, um, but you, when you first open up your audience retention reports, you might see just like a huge drop, right? Right. When your video first starts, if so, don't stress out about it. Don't give yourself a hard time. Don't think like, oh, my videos suck. Nobody's watching my videos. All that does is that shows you like, okay, right now with the videos that I published in the past, um, right now, those videos are not getting the response that I, that, that I would like. People are not hanging out, you know, after that first part. So now what I need to do is I need to roll up my sleeves and I, I need to start figuring out why I need to start coming up with theories on why people might not be responding to my videos when they first start so that I can start testing against those theories with additional content. Now, keep in mind, YouTube is a fun thing as well. So you want to pay attention to the numbers, you want to you know, make modifications in order to keep people watching longer and to keep people responding to your content better, but you also wanna make sure that you're having fun. So as you're taking this journey when you're trying to get that first 1,000 subscribers and once you do and you keep going, I encourage you also to remember the fun side and to keep having fun with what it is that you're doing and don't get so caught up in the numbers that, you know, that you're just like, oh, this, you know, this, this sucks. Because if you do that, then, you know, then it's going to take the fun away from it. So you want to, you want to try to maintain like a nice balance so that you can maintain because in reality, here's, here's the truth. Um, most people that start YouTube channels don't, don't, you know, continue those YouTube channels for a long period of time. Most people that start YouTube channels, they don't get big numbers. So because of that, and knowing that information, you have to say, okay, I don't want to be one of those people. So because of that, I need to make sure that I'm, you know, constantly developing my skill sets. So when it comes to your audience retention, like that's one part of it, but in order to keep people watching for a longer period of time, other skill sets might need to come into play. Some of those skill sets are, and again, we're still talking about getting that first 1000 subscribers. So some of those skill sets that might need to come into play, depending on, you know, what, where you're at right now, because we all come into this with different experiences or, you know, with different stuff behind us in terms of our experience but the skills that you need to learn are you need to learn um one how to edit videos and not just like hey i'm just going to cut it and cut it but to where you're literally keeping track like how does this feel as i'm going through this if i'm watching this back um and you know i'm going through the editing process or if i sit back and watch it am i feeling distracted am i feeling disinterested if so then you know keep editing that video until you don't feel that way right um but the idea 
is you need to do, you need to learn how to edit videos. You need to learn how to write titles because titles are also extremely important when it comes to YouTube. Because if somebody doesn't click on your thumbnails and titles, then of course they're never going to see that awesome piece of content that you're making. But we're going to get to that in a minute. Um, but basically, you need to learn how to write titles. Um, so what you want to look for for this when you're looking for information on how to do these types of things, you want to look for how to write headlines. You want to look for you know how to write titles for YouTube. You want to look for um, 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 persuasive writing type of information so that you can start learning how to grab somebody's attention with a title, toss in some impact words to where people are going to be like, you know, to where it, instead of it being a bland title, it's something impactful. And then also adding compelling, uh, compelling elements to it that is going to, you know, push somebody over the edge, so to speak, that would cause them to actually click and come into what it is that you're doing. But you want to look into, um, you know, writing headlines, titles, that kind of thing. Um, you also want to start getting an idea of like color theory and graphic design. It doesn't have to be, you know, like you don't have to be a master at it, but you have to get things to a point to where if you don't have experience making things like making images or graphics that people need to respond to in order for you to get to get a view, then in that case, you need to look into um, graphic design just at a very basic level at least. And the reason that this is important is because when you get together some, some very base concepts of graphic design, it's gonna help you make more effective thumbnails. Um, and some of those concepts are simple things like directing people's eyes to very specific things in the thumbnail image. When you can start you know, getting your skill sets up and getting better at that, then you'll start getting more clicks on your thumbnails. When you can start leveling up your skills on writing the titles, you're gonna start getting more clicks on your titles. And then of course, you know, when you learn how to edit your videos better, then you're gonna start getting better responses from your videos. Now keep in mind, additional things you're gonna have to learn are your actual presentation if you're on camera, if you're doing animation or gaming or something like that where you're not on camera, then in that case, you have to learn how to be entertaining vocally. And by being entertaining, that doesn't necessarily be, or, or engaging, I'm sorry, not entertaining. But by being engaging, what I mean is that doesn't mean you have to be obnoxious. It means that you need to be able to um, uh, communicate effectively with the people that you're trying to reach with your content, okay? And you know, as an example of this, if you are making gaming content, the way that you're connecting with your viewers is going to be different than somebody that has an insurance agency and is trying to teach people about insurance, right? The way that you engage with your viewers is gonna be a, is, is gonna be different. So because of that, you want to develop that skill set as well. Um, in addition to that, content ideas. Um, who here? Um, just by show of me, <laughs> just say me, um, who here has trouble um, coming up with uh, ideas for your videos consistently? If so, just drop it right here in the chat. Just curious to see it. Um, but when it comes to coming up with video ideas as a YouTube content creator, another skill set that you have to develop is the process of coming up with ideas over and over and over again. And those ideas can be completely 100% unique if you're doing entertainment type content. Um, those contents can be, okay, so we got a lot of people in here on the video ideas. Um, so in addition to that, um, you know, you can also look at uh, the YouTube search bar. You can start typing in, you know, different things based around the type of content you make. And YouTube's going to just show you all the different ways that people are trying to find the content that you make. Okay. So you want to make sure that you learn how to come up with ideas on a regular basis. That's one of the skill sets that you're going to need. So um, not sure all the ones that I went through so far, but the idea is that essentially you got to learn how to make good thumbnails. Oh, and, and imagery. Um, so you also want to look into things and get very familiar with concepts like the rule of thirds. Um, a great example of this, as you can see here, how this whole thing is just kind of like offset a little bit and it doesn't feel this particular shot. It doesn't feel um, as comfortable as it should. And it's because it's off 
just a little bit. I was moving my stuff around. I didn't, I didn't adjust this accordingly. <laughs> so, uh, so, you know, this particular shot is a little bit awkward because I'm not really, I'm not within that particular rule that helps things look a little bit more flattering. However, in this one I am right. So it's a much better shot. Um, same thing here, um, as well. But the idea is you want to look into those types of concepts so that you can start making your content a better experience for the viewers that are going to go through it. And then of course, getting the idea and the practice of thinking of the actual value that you're going to provide over time to the people that are interacting with your content is another thing that can really make a humongous difference on your YouTube channel. But if you do all those things that I just talked about and you start working on those skill sets and instead of getting caught up in, you know, a, a, like a lot of, a lot of people when they're first starting out on YouTube and look, I'm guilty, right? Like I, I was the same way, but like when you're first starting out on YouTube, a lot of people they'll see like, you know, hey, it's taken me like quite some time to get to a thousand subscribers. And they'll look at it like, oh man, this is, you know, this is taking me forever. But um, but at the end of the day, I really encourage you if you're just getting started to not really focus hard on those numbers yet. Focus on the skill development side, focus on publishing more content, focus on those things, because those things, if you focus on making good videos and you focus on the skill sets that I mentioned, then everything else that you're wanting from YouTube is going to come from that, right? But that's the foundational stuff that you have to get into place. So, you know, you just want to make sure that you're keeping those types of things in mind because, you know, it, it matters and it can be the difference on if you end up, you know, being able to fully embrace all of the opportunity available on YouTube or not. Um, so next up, I'm going to um, really quick, give me a give me a thumbs up if you enjoyed if that. If you're enjoying the show, remember to give it a thumbs up and share it with a friend right now. Okay, so um, let's see here. So next up on our list, we've got um, Arjuna J says, um, how much scripting is best for travel vlogs? It's your call. So when it comes to bullet points and scripts, how many people here, if you use scripts, let me know in the chat. If you use bullet points, let me know in the chat because you know, you're gonna find out. And if you freestyle, if you're just like, if you just wing it, let me know as well. Um, and what you're gonna see when people start leaving information here in the chat is you're gonna start seeing that, you know, that content creators do it in, in all different ways. So what you need to do is you need to think about, okay, with the content that I'm putting out, do I need to script? If I do need to script, um, uh, what parts of my travel vlogs do I need to script? Do I need to, if I'm gonna go to a location, and I'm going to highlight a specific thing. Like, let's say, as an example, I have another YouTube channel. Um, I haven't uploaded to it in like five years, but it's called All Our Questions. And on that one, um, for example, like I would go to like the Great Wall of China. So the scripting that I did there was uh, was to where I looked up a bunch of facts and information about the Great Wall of China and I actually framed the entire video around facts about the Great Wall of China. Um, so because of that, I needed to script certain um, aspects of that video because there was, you know, very specific factual information that needed to be shared. And if I didn't script it, then, you know, some of that information I wouldn't have been able to re maintain in my brain, or I would have said that information incorrectly, um, just because I may could have thought that it was this. And then, you know, it was really this. So if you're traveling and you are, let me put this back on screen here. If you're, if you're traveling and you are, uh, you know, and you are scripting, just keep in mind, like, okay, do I need the script? If I do need the script, like what, uh, you know, like what, parts of the journey do I need to script? And in a lot of cases, people can just wing it um, on travel blogs, but, but or travel vlogs, but I do recommend that you do have some type of structure and that you start the entire thing with every single vlog with some type of thing that you're gonna take people through, some type of journey, some type of purpose for that video, so that when the video first starts out, 
part of your hook and your hook, if you are not familiar with that term, your hook is when your video first starts and you're grabbing people's attention, you're hooking them, right? So uh, when it comes to your hook, you want to use that challenge or the things that you're trying to accomplish or the things that you're going to show people. And this applies to gaming as well. You want to apply, um, you're like, hey, in this game or in this, you know, or in this vlog, you know, we're going to be, we're, we're trying to do this thing, or we're trying to go see this before it closes, or we're trying to do, you know, this particular thing. But that's how you get viewers involved and committed to the video content is by having something at the beginning um, with that type of content, by having something in the beginning that makes them be like, oh yeah, I want to see if they actually make it there in time, or hey, I want to see what happens when they get there. I want to see what the journey looks like from where they are to, you know, to them actually getting to where they're at. Or if it's in a gaming scenario, then in that case, it would be, you know, hey, I want to see if they can actually pull this off. I want to see if they can actually, you know, win Battle Royale without any weapons, <laughs> right? Like that kind of stuff. So, uh, so because of that, you want to make sure that you are introducing, you know, challenges and that types of things um, to your content for those specific types of content. Um, let's see here. So is the music um, on your channel all your own? Um, so, oh, never mind. You were, that was a side conversation. Sorry about that. Um, let's see here. Watch your videos this morning. Okay. Hey, what's up? Daniel Patel in the house. What's up, my man? Hope that you are doing fantastic. So um, let's see here. So next up on our list, um, we have Off the Grill with a super sticker. Super Thank you for that. I appreciate it. And uh, appreciate it a lot, actually. Thank you. Chatty Kathy Super says, thank you so much for your knowledge and time. I appreciate you being here for us every week. A cup of coffee fund for you. Thank you. Cheers to you. Um, and I will definitely put that towards some coffee for sure. And uh, let's see here. Chantel, what's up? Hope you're Super doing great. Trash. Says to chip in for more uh, buttons because you don't have enough. Uh, my ATM mini FOMO is for real. <laughs> yeah, like uh, like for the for the overhead shot. Yeah, these are definitely, um, that's definitely a lot of buttons. But really for the live stream, I mostly use this and it pretty much just runs itself unless I have a moment like right now where I'm, where I'm highlighting something. And then I use this. Um, and then I use this, but this stream deck, I use that one while I'm working on the computer. This right here um, is a loop deck. It's for uh, like video editing. Um, and really you can use this in Photoshop, uh, Premiere, Adobe Premiere, Adobe Photoshop, you know, a bunch of different um, things. Um, but that's what that particular one is. And then this one over here, which you can't really see, um, but this is a, this is a drum machine um, for, you know, for after hours. <laughs> so that's, uh, that's what that is. So um, let's see here. So, um, so we got the, um, 1000 subscriber question taken care of. Um, we've got that been watching since April. We got that. We've got this, how much scripting we got that as well. Okay. So next up on our list here. Um, and then after I get through, cause there was a handful of super chats that came in when I was first getting, um, when I was first getting started and I was going through the whole thing about, you know, how to get a uh, thousand subscribers. Um, and one more thing that I actually want to mention on that as well is, you know, when you do notice, um, for those of you that are trying to, you know, get across that first thousand subscribers, first 4,000 hours of watch time, when you do notice that, um, that you do have a video do better than your other videos. Let's say you normally get, you know, 50 views a video, and then you have one video that gets like 250 views, go in and start comparing it. Um, YouTube inside of our analytics, which is basically your statistics for your YouTube channel. Um, YouTube gives us the ability to compare content against each other. So go in and start trying to uncover the numbers behind that content, but also go in and start digging into like, okay, this is what the numbers say, 
But in order for the numbers to look this way, people had to respond to this this certain way. So because of that, also start thinking like, okay, people watch this one for a longer period of time than the other videos. Why? People subscribe to this one more than the other ones. Why? People liked this one more. They commented more. Why? And start trying to uncover those things so you can start using it um, in additional content as well. And then once you find the things that do work, then that's where you start renting and repeating and really leaning on those things to you know give yourself the best uh, you know the, the the best option here uh, on YouTube. So um, let's see here. So RPG Authority says, Super thoughts track. on Warner Cable back at it again, copyright striking everyone um, for video game music they don't own, um, mostly Final Fantasy series. So um, I think that it's unfortunate that, you know, some of these major corporations are, you know, issuing uh, strikes or claims against people if they don't have the rights to the content. Um, I think that it reflects poorly on their brands. Um, however, you know, I'm sure they're plenty aware of that. And I do also understand that, you know, when it comes to things like that, you know, like people are, there's probably people in like different offices and different locations and things like that. So the communication going around probably isn't that great. I'm not saying it's okay because it's not, but I think that, you know, the companies should be accountable um, and people should be more accountable when those types of things happen, because it's not fair to you, the content creator. It's not fair to the people that actually own the rights to the, the things that are getting false claims and, um, and things like that. So, you know, so I'm definitely not a fan of um, any type of false, you know, copyright claims or, you know, anything like that. Um, off the grill says a dumbbell <laughs> Sheba dog and samurai Super armor track. holding a golden trophy says, um, off the grill. I'm not sure what that one is either. Let me see here. I'm, I'm trying to make sure that I'm, I'm pulling this in from the right, from the right thing here really quick, just cause those are some pretty random things and I'm actually testing something right now as well. So I'm just making sure that, uh, that those were actually, Oh, those were super stickers. They came through with super stickers. Okay, got it. Okay, off the grill. Thank you. Yeah, so basically the thing that I'm testing right now is actually defining what those super stickers were, the actual things that were chosen. So, okay, so I got it now. <laughs> oh, that's good. Okay, so um, let's see here. Um, RPG Authority says, being a gaming channel, I have um, too many ideas. Yeah, you know, especially, you know, when you're first getting started too. Like, um, uh, you know, when people first start, typically... Like there's two camps. One camp is like, Hey, I gotta, like, I don't even know how to come up with video ideas. And then other camps are like, I have so many ideas that there's no, way I'm ever going to be able to get all of these out of my head and into, uh, you know, into video content. Um, and the cool thing about that is in a lot of cases, that's true. Um, in other cases, you know, you could crank out through, you know, a bunch of videos over the next year. And then, you know, as your channel changes, as you adapt to, you know, how things are going in your channel and things like that, then in some cases, people will end up kind of going off of the path of like all of these ideas and they'll start being a little bit more, you know, strategic about it. Um, or they'll just, you know, they'll get tons of response from all the cool new ideas that they're introducing to the platform and their channels will just blow up. Um, so it can definitely go either way. Um, create imperfect Super track. says, um, my channel is a utility based channel and most of my views are through search. Is this the best way to grow through, um, is the best way to grow through suggested and browse and how would you recommend transitioning from search to suggested? This is a great question. Who here um, has a primarily search-based YouTube channel? What I mean by that is most of your views are coming from YouTube search. If that's you, just give me a just give me a me. And the reason I'm asking that question is because um, I do want you to know, create and perfect um, that. On YouTube, you can, without question, you can grow a very strong, thriving uh, YouTube channel just off of YouTube search. 
However, um, if you're growing off of YouTube search, it also means that you're able to get a positive response off of YouTube search in terms of people are you know looking for your stuff, they find it, but then when they watch it, they enjoy the experience. And because of that, you will also pick up some suggested traffic. You will also pick up some homepage traffic, but the difference, um, and I like to define this, you know, in, in a lot of the streams that we do, I like to define this because when we, when we define the difference, then it can, you know, kind of help you, um, you know, kind of see things differently when you're putting your videos together. So the example that I like to give in terms of if you're targeting, you know, search, or if you're wanting to get more, you know, suggested, um, and, and homepage traffic is if you're targeting search and in and, and this example, just because I use it a lot, just because it's sitting right here in the live streams when I talk about this. Um, but I just want to let you know that, you know, me using this example, it's not, you know, sponsored or anything like that. That's not why I'm using it. Um, it's just because the, the actual machines here in front of me, but the, the thing that I like to do or the way that I like to frame this is when you are going after search, your title might be something like, you know, how to, uh, you know, how to set up an ATEM mini pro. Right. Um, and that could be the actual topic as well. Like the topic is like, hey, you know, if I'm targeting search as part of my content strategy for this particular video, um, one of the things that I'm going to do is I'm going to make, you know, a setup video for uh, for an A10 Mini. And what you do in that situation is you might target it as, you know, how to um, set up an A10 Mini uh, step by step or, you know, in under five minutes or, you know, something like that to make it a little bit more compelling. Um, so that would be, uh, you know, targeted towards search. Um, and, you know, in a lot of cases, people will just say like how to set up an A10 Mini um, as the thing that they go for search without any additional compelling things. Um, but as soon as you start adding the compelling elements, for example, in under five minutes and under 10 minutes, um, you know, um, quickly, that kind of thing, um, then automatically you're raising the value of that video because you're adding the compelling elements to it. And by raising that value, if YouTube starts showing that to somebody on a homepage or next to another piece of content on YouTube, then, you know, there's more value attached to that. So then, you know, more people will most likely click on it, which will help you get more traffic from there as well. So you always want to add compelling elements to what it is that you're doing so that you can optimize for everything. But ultimately though, the difference between optimizing for search and optimizing for um, suggested and browse is you have the video where it's like, you know, how to set up an A10 mini or A10 mini pro review, you know, something like that. Um, and, you know, you got to think from the topic standpoint as well. And then if you're targeting suggested, it would be a totally different package. And by package, I mean topic, title, thumbnail. So the packaging and, and what the video would be about then in that case, if you're going after browse and suggested would be something like, you know, the thumbnail has, you know, like you holding the, uh, the A10 mini. And it's like, you know, this live streaming device changed my life or this this changed the way that I live stream forever or, you know, something like that, because then, you know, you still have like live stream or, you know, this A10 mini, um, you know, changed the way that I, that I live stream. Even with that, you're kind of closing yourself down a little bit to the knowledge of people that know about the A10 mini. Um, but if you, if you, if you are going after browse and suggested, if you took the approach of, you know, like this live streaming device, you know, change the way that I live stream, then what you're doing there is you're actually opening up to live streamers to where then instead of you're just focusing on the people that are interested in information about the A10 mini, now you just broaden yourself up to live streamers um, in general, like anybody that's interested in live streaming devices at all, those people you're able to grab their attention, right? So you just widen your audience a little bit. Um, and in, in addition to that, you're not giving a ton of information about what it is that you're talking about from the outside, but it's such a compelling title that you're such compelling packaging that if you're a live streamer and you see that, you're like, oh, I, I need to, what's this thing about, right? I need one of these or what is this, <laughs> right? So, so the difference between the two is one, you're being intentional in terms of like the keyword or keyword phrase that you're targeting um, if you're going for search. And then, you know, if you're trying to get on more homepages and get recommended next to other videos, you have to kind of retool how you're thinking of that approach, right? Because then 
the difference between the two is when you are going after YouTube search, you're just competing with other people that are going for the same term that you are, right? So people are looking for what it is that you make and the likelihood of them clicking on your video is higher. The likelihood of them, you know, actually, you know, watching the video is higher and all that. Um, whereas on a homepage, you're playing a completely different game. Same exact thing when you're getting recommended next to other videos. When you are on a homepage, you're getting put in front of people that are not even expecting to see your content. They were logging onto YouTube to watch like Mr. Beast or something. They're coming here to hang out in my live stream and you have to grab their attention and say, hey, this live stream device, you know, changed the way that I, uh, this device changed the way that I stream, uh, this live stream device changed the way that I stream forever, right? So you have to be able to grab the attention of somebody that had no intention whatsoever and not just anybody, but the person that is in your target audience, like the people that you're actually trying to reach, you have to be able to grab their attention from the homepage when they're not expecting to watch your content. That's why you want to make sure that you're just thinking, okay, what's the best possible way that I can grab their attention and be compelling to get them to come into what it is that I'm doing. And the same thing works for, um, for suggested videos as well. So that's the difference um, between the two in terms of, you know, when you're targeting search or if you are um, targeting homepages and suggested videos. Does that make sense? Just give me a hashtag, yes or no, just so I can kind of, you know, check the vibe, um, see, you know, how you guys are picking up what I'm putting down. Okay, so um, let's see here. Next up on our list, we've got, uh, thank you. Oh, we got that one already from Chatty Kathy, but I didn't hit the super chat thing, so super I'll do it right track. now. Did Chantel already as well. Um, let's see here. And then we've got RPG Authority saying I sent a $5 super, super chat a while back with a question. We got that one taken care of as well. And A plus Russian super says, should I go back to optimize titles of old videos? Okay, great question. So when it goes to old videos, Roger Wakefield, what's up, my man? Hope you're doing great. Um, when it goes, when it comes to urban explorer, Neil, what's up, dude? Hope that you're doing awesome. Um, congratulations to you on 6,000 subscribers, by the way, high five and fist bump. Um, Neil urban explorer just crossed, um, 6,000 subscribers, um, on his, uh, YouTube channel this week. Um, so, you know, congratulations, Neil, um, to you for that, my man, love seeing that. Um, but in terms of optimizing, um, titles of old videos, um, if you go into your, um, if you go into your stats for those videos and you notice that, um, that people like stick in those videos in terms of when people do click on them and they go in and they watch them, um, that they stick around in those videos, then in that case, then, you know, updating the title, updating the thumbnail, it's kind of refreshing, excuse me, refreshing everything. Um, it, it can, you know, it can make a difference. So if you have videos that are performing okay in terms of retention, but they're not performing well on the platform because, you know, people just aren't clicking on them, then absolutely, you know, you can go in and change your thumbnails and just try to make them better. Keep in mind, if you change your titles and thumbnails um, or one or the other, um, keep in mind when you do that, that the, um, that the, <laughs> sorry, Neil, keep in mind when you do that, that the, um, you know, the, the result can be better or worse and it's all based on human response. So if you make a change and people start responding to it better, then of course it's going to make the video do better. If it makes people respond worse in terms of they're not clicking on it as much, or, you know, the expectation has changed and they're not watching the video for as long, um, or just not, you know, engaging with it further then in that case, you know, it could actually end up working against you as well. And, uh, Neil says, uh, it's 8,000. Super trash. So uh, sorry about that, Neil. Yeah, I, I was thinking six. Uh, I've been I've been looking at so many milestones lately being shared out that uh that that's what I'm gonna say anyway, right? I, I've been looking at milestones just being shared out and uh and, and I lost track. But my apologies uh on that, Neil. <laughs> oh. Okay, so uh, so um so right now, if you have a question about YouTube, right now is a great time to drop your question. Hey, what's up, Tom? Hope you're doing great, man. No, it won't happen today. Um, 800k will probably happen uh, within the next. I don't know. I would say. Um, I would say. Hold on, I'm gonna answer a. Uh, there we go. Um, 
Um, I would say a day, maybe two days. Cause I just went over, um, I just went over the, um, the, the, the 99 mark. Um, so, so it'll be a day or two, um, until, uh, until, until it shows up, but definitely looking forward to it. Like I mentioned before, I might live stream. I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, definitely, uh, definitely getting close. Excited. It's always exciting crossing these big ones. <laughs> Heidi, what's up? Hope you're doing fantastic. Okay, so um, let's see here. So I'm looking for questions. So if you have a question, um, just put a Q in front of your question or write the word question so I know it's for me and not a side conversation that's happening in the uh, in the chat. Okay, so um, right here we have um, Crunchy Cookie. First off, I love your channel name. Super easy to remember. Like that, that right out of the gate, that's like in my brain. Um, so, and I like cookies. So, you know, so that probably just, you know, is probably another reason that it resonated um, as well. <laughs> because it's like, you know, like, hey, cookie and then crunchy cookie and the double C's and all that stuff. Like, yeah, you nailed it on that name, in my opinion. Um, OK, it says most of my views come from um, external category. What does that mean? And is it good or bad? So that means that your your views are coming from somewhere other than YouTube. Um, it's coming um, externally. So basically people are sharing your videos or you're sharing them on social media or you're sharing them in Facebook groups or something like that or other people are. And it's causing people to, you know, to come into your video. It can also be to where you or um, someone else embed your video on, um, on, you know, a website or something like that. Um, all of those things can cause um, external traffic. So, for example, if you're getting a lot of views from Facebook, then that will come in from external traffic. Let's say you have a Facebook page. On your Facebook page, you share your videos there when you publish, and you just get a lot more views there than you do currently on platform. Then, in that case, you know, then you'll you'll dominate an external. That reason that the the it's good. If the people that are coming in are watching, you know, for a fair amount of time and they're enjoying your content, you can see that in your stats. Um, so I encourage you to go in, look at your traffic sources. You'll see external. You can click on that and you'll see exactly where the, you know, external views are coming from. As a part of that, you're going to be able to see how long those people are watching, you know, those types of things. So you definitely want to look into that. In addition to that, um, keep in mind that, you know, if you are, and I'm not saying you're doing this, but just in case, cause I know we have a lot of, you know, new content creators here. So I just want to make sure that I, I spread awareness about this for you guys. Um, if you are somebody that goes to Facebook, for example, cause there's a lot of groups on there where people are like, you know, Hey, watch my video. I'll watch your videos. Subscribe to me. You know, I'll subscribe to you like that kind of thing. Um, if you're doing that, then just as a heads up, that's working against you. Um, and I recommend that you do not do that because what you're doing is you're messing up who your audience is on YouTube in terms of their system, detecting who the right people are for your content. Um, and you are literally just sticking your feet in the mud and you're not going to move. Um, so because of that, you should stop um, stop participating in those groups because, you know, when you participate there and people are coming over, they're not coming over because they enjoy your content or because they, you know, want to be involved. They're coming over because they want something in return from you in terms of a viewer, subscribe or something like that. And they're not really a person that's going to be a part of your community. Um, you know, there's of course rare occasions where, you know, the person might be like, Oh, Hey, I've been looking for content like this, but you know, at scale. And that's the way that you got to think when you come to YouTube, because YouTube is something at scale in terms of, you're going to be reaching a lot of people. Um, so, because of that, you know, if you are getting a lot of external traffic from places like that, um, then I would go in, I'd remove your videos from there, you know, if you've been posting them, um, because you do not want, you know, you don't want a lot of traffic coming in from that. But on the plus side, um, if you are, you know, having people really resonate with your content, and they're posting it on their websites, things like that, um, then in that case, you know, that's, that's great, because you're resonating with those people. Um, you can also see that in your YouTube analytics as well. So I encourage you to go in and see if you find a website that's driving traffic to you, shoot them an email. Hey, you know, I saw that you're sharing my uh, my video on your website. Just wanted to say thanks. You know, I appreciate it. Um, you know, you've sent this many views. If you know, if there's anything uh, that I can do for you, you know, let me know. 
you know, just so that you can kind of build that bridge, um, so to speak. Uh, let's see here. Next up on our list, Super we've chat. got um, Ahmad uh, Rahim. I write and design, says... Um, my brand name is I write and design. Um, I do one content writing two graphic design. Um, do I upload one and two on the same YouTube channel or do I create separate channels? Um, I do content writing and graphic design. So what you want to think of is you want to think of who it is that you're actually targeting with your content. So if you're targeting people that, that are, let's say, let's say that your ideal viewer would be like a freelancer, somebody that is, um, you know, to where they're like, you know, um, they do tons of both. Then in that case, um, they do those things plus, you know, other things that you might be able to make content about in the future. Then in that case, keep it on one channel. However, if that's not who you're after, if you're like, hey, I'm specifically going after, you know, copywriters and I'm specifically going after graphic designers, um, then in that case, I would split it up and I would split it up so that you can be a resource on one channel for graphic designers, a resource on the other one for, um, for copywriters. Um, let's see. That's what I would do. Uh, let's see here. Hey, my pleasure. Crunchy cookie. Um, let's see here. Okay. A content strategy for a tech channel. Great question. Okay. So, um, when it comes to content strategy for a tech channel, what you want to think about is, um, is you want to think about, um, mixing up, like, I don't know what your goals are, which would make a, a, a difference here. But, um, one thing, if you're just focused on getting views and subscribers, um, I would make search-based content. Um, so you can also get some money. I would make search-based, I would make search-based content so that you can create like an easy, um, stream of steady traffic coming into your YouTube channel for some of your videos. And then your other videos, I would take the approach that I mentioned before in terms of, you know, trying to do like a Hail Mary of sorts and try your hand at trying to grab attention from home pages. Um, one thing that you and, and, and recommended videos as well. Um, but what you want to think of is, you know, of course, based on your goals is you want to think of, OK, um, over the course of the month, let's say that you do eight videos over the course of the month, then you would say, OK, well, let me target um, search for four. Let me target, you know, uh, home pages and um, and recommended videos for another one or, or suggested videos for another. We'll just call recommendations. So let me target recommend recommendations for one or for four and let me target search for four so that I can, you know, really practice the art of getting people to click from the homepage and so that I can also put up some nice stable content onto search. When you're putting stable content onto search, um, try, and I know with tech, the tech isn't really evergreen, but try to make your search-based content something that is um, at least gonna have some lifespan to it. So for example, you know, even though like um, like the Stream Deck, right? And I'm, I'm just using myself as an example here, but you know, like the Stream Deck. Stream Deck's been out for a while, but there's still people putting out new videos on it. It's a very popular item and people are going to continue to get Stream Decks for quite some time. So because of that, you know, if I had a tech channel that was targeting live streamers, um, then in that case, you know, I would make, you know, a bunch of videos for search that would be, uh, that would be, you know, about the Stream Deck because I know that, you know, for a while into the future that people are still going to be getting Stream Decks because there's a lot of hype, um, just natural hype, um, so to speak, around Stream Decks. So, you know, you want to think of those types of things. In addition to that, um, you also want to pay really close attention to anything that is on the way in terms of trends um, because you know as a tech channel you can really go to the moon um, so to speak on trends so you definitely want to work um, trending content in um, of course you know um, you get to lean on tent pole events in this situation like apple you know they put out stuff you know like clockwork um, and any other tech company that you make content for um, you know if they put out content like or, and just new products uh, like clockwork then i would look at those kind of as tent pole events like you know hey every fourth quarter this company 
company, you know, they put out, you know, something new and there's hype around it. And, you know, there's a lot of extra attention around that thing. So because of that, I'm going to make sure that I work, you know, a lot of content in Q4, that I work a lot of content um, around, you know, the new thing that's coming out, building up hype, my thoughts of what it's going to be like and things that you've heard or, you know, those types of um, things until it comes out and then make a lot of content about it once it comes out, if you end up buying it. Um, in addition to that, um, I would also lean hard when you're going into YouTube search. Um, I would lean hard on some um, help content specifically in terms of setting things up and that sort of thing. Because when you do that, then what you do is you become a, a helpful resource. So then you're not just an informational resource, but you're also a helpful resource that helps people actually, you know, kind of get their mind around some of the tech as they're getting it. So for example, um, you know, like I just bought another drum machine and I've been watching tons of videos trying to, you know, figure out how to, how to set everything up and all of that. So, so in a situation like that, if I go and I watch one of those videos and I'm like, oh yeah, this is great. I loved how they explained this. I'll subscribe to the channel because I'm like, yeah, I love how they explain that to me because it made it easy for me to understand, which means this person shares information in a way that I can resonate with. Um, so then, you know, I'll subscribe to those channels and then I'll go back, you know, and check them out if I know. Like if I were to get another piece of um, like music stuff and or music equipment and, you know, if I'm like, hey, you know, let me check that channel and see if they have anything on it as an example. Um, but, you know, help content is definitely um, more search focused than it is um, on browsing suggested. But of course, you know, a, a big key of this um, and just getting attention on YouTube in general is, and this is for everybody, um, a big key to this is when you're optimizing your videos, of course you can think I'm optimizing for search, I'm optimizing for, you know, browsing suggested. But at the end of the day, what you really wanna do is try to optimize for, you know, just discovery in general. So that means that you just wanna include things into your um, into your title and into your packaging in general. Um, like, you know, like for example, uh, I mentioned the ATEM Mini Pro earlier. Let's just say you're doing iPhones. Um, then in that case, you know, I would make sure that I have like iPhone in the title. And the reason for that um, is so that, you know, you would have the contact, you would have the keyword itself in there, which would help in terms of search. Um, that would also help trigger the actual viewer when it shows up on homepages and stuff like that. But you would use, you know, like iPhone or, you know, iPhone tips and tricks is maybe your keyword phrase. Um, and then you would also add some compelling things to that as well. And by doing both, right, you have it for search and you have it with the compelling element for, um, for homepages, then you're actually leveraging, you know, all the different traffic sources um, to bring attention to yourself. Um, so hopefully um, all that makes sense. I know it was a little bit of spotty um, in terms of, you know, the order there. <laughs> but uh, but the the idea, though, is you just kind of want to look at your content over the course of, you know, um, 28 or over the course of 90 days. And you want to say, these are the things that I'm putting out. Um, how can I how can I frame this particular product around, um, you know, around something that would be search based? How can I frame this one around a really good, compelling package that would you know be good for home pages? Um, and in addition to that, I would do opinion pieces from time to time as well. And um, when it comes to your content strategy for the tech channel, the reason for the opinion pieces is the opinion pieces are going to be the things that are going to um, help help separate you from other tech channels because you know like when people start sharing their opinions on things then what happens is you start like dividing the line in terms of you know like hey if you start you know talking about how awesome apple is then of course the android people are going to be like you know hey you know but this is not the channel for me but the apple people are going to be like yeah I, I i feel this person right um so you know when you start you know, sharing your opinion about, you know, the different things and the things that you like and don't like. Um, that's also something that can help tech channels as well, because then people get to lean into, you know, or not lean into, but they get to connect with you um, on the personality side as well. So that was a really long answer. So hopefully that, uh, hopefully that uh, made sense. 
Um, let's see here. So next up on the list here, let's go down to, we got Seismic Shock TV. Super Says Nick, uh, first, good morning, brother. Hey, Seismic Shock, good morning. Hope you're doing great. Um, I think I broke YouTube. <laughs> Says our last short got 356.9% um, audience retention. Can you explain? Yeah, so that can be from people starting it over again. That can be from people just looping it um, and just watching it over and over again. Um, then that can cause, you know, that can cause that, uh, that peak there. So you, you did great by the way. So, uh, so yeah, so, so whatever you made, like keep making, keep making that kind of stuff. That's fantastic. Um, would you recommend having a channel trailer? Um, channel trailers are a good best practice to have, um, because they give context into, uh, what it is that you are offering on your YouTube channel. So if you're somebody that, um, that to where you offer a very specific value to a very specific audience, which you should be on YouTube, then in that case, when you make a channel trailer, it just gives people insight into what it is that you're offering. But also you can use the channel trailer as a way to, um, you know, introduce people to you. Um, so basically you would start it off letting them know the value that you're going to give to them, but also, you know, you can let them know why you're passionate, excuse me, why you're passionate about, you know, the, the content that you're making in terms of the subject matter. Let's say as an example, if I had a, you know, a coffee channel, then in that case, my trailer might talk about, you know, um, like, you know, what it is that I'm talking about on the channel, but I would go a little bit deeper on the side of like, you know, why, why do I love coffee? You know, what impact has coffee had on my life? You know, what type of, you know, details about coffee, you know, are important to me, you know, those types of things so that people can, you know, connect with you, um, through that trailer as well. Um, but you know, the trailers are, are, are just an informative thing for the people that do go through the process. Most of your subscribes are going to come from your video watch pages. Um, but for the people that are a little bit more, um, detailed and they just want to go in and be like, yeah, let me see what's going on in this channel before I hit the subscribe button for those people, then it's a good fit. And by using that feature, you're also doing all of the things, right? If you use that feature and then all the other features as well, um, you're doing all of the things. And when you're doing all the things, then that puts you in a position to where you're not overlooking anything and you're taking all of the little advantages, which add up over time when you start scaling things out. Oh, let's see here as we keep on going through the list. Okay. So next one I'm going to do here, I'm going to actually pull this one from the form itself. This is living with Eve. Um, living with Eve, uh, let's see here, has, does homeschool special needs content. The goal of the channel is to provide sport support, education and tips to parents who desire or are homeschooling their kids. Also special needs homeschool awareness. Question, shorts, the tags and title matter. Does description matter? Like Instagram's picking a popular song help. Does it matter? Any other tips to get them on the short shelf? Um, to get them on the short shelf, the tip is to make sure that people are really enjoying your short. Um, try not to make them, you know, cause I know they're, I know they're a minute long, but if people aren't watching your short, cause you get audience retention reports on your shorts as well. So if people aren't watching your short for that long, then start making shorter shorts so that people will end up, you know, completing them more or just watching them for a longer period of time from a percentage standpoint. Um, in terms of titles, absolutely titles matter because, you know, when people are sitting there going through the short shelf, of course, the video content itself that's in that short is going to be the thing that really grabs their attention. Oops. Hold on. I forgot to take this off of there. Um, but the, the short shelf is going to be the thing that's going to like really grab their attention. Um, or not the short shelf, but the, the video content and, for some people, though, depending on how fast you actually get into the content, their eyes are going to drop down. They're going to see that title. And that's going to, for some people, let them know if they should stick and, and watch it or not. So absolutely, the titles matter. In addition to that, um, when you go to the actual um, you know, shorts option, you'll also see some titles there as well. And your shorts can also show up in other places on YouTube, like on your channel page, for example, um, or on your video page. So because of that, um, having a title is definitely important. A description is important just for additional context for you know any viewers that happen to click into there. Plus, 
shorts aren't monetized right now, but you can still monetize through your description of your shorts in terms of, you know, spreading awareness about, you know, something as an affiliate or trying to, um, you know, get people onto, you know, to, to take some type of action that you would be able to, you know, um, to, to make some money off of too. So just keep that in mind as well. If you're enjoying the show, remember to give it a thumbs up and share it with a friend right now. All right. So next up on our list here, we got RPG Authority, and I think we got him taken care of already in the Super Chat side, um, but says, um, I make a channel that's based around a genre of games, and these games are not generally made for kids. My question is thoughts on a channel that uses swear words here and there. Uh, if you use swear words here and there, it's fine. Um, the, 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 the issue comes from, in terms of a monetization standpoint, um, the issue comes from excessive. So if you are making, you know, excessive, you know, if you have a, a, a you know, a video with excessive language, um, then, you know, that can cause an impact. So just keep that in mind. But if it's just occasional, you know, you things slip from time to time because you're excited while you're playing a game or something, then, then I wouldn't worry about it. Professor Nez in the house. You're here early today, my man. Hope you're doing fantastic. You must have you must have got out of here. Uh, you must have you must have woken up uh, pretty early here today, man. I hope that you have an awesome Saturday, my friend. So um, just as a quick um, spread of awareness right now, um, I just want to remind um, everybody, and I'm just going to keep doing this throughout the stream as well, um, and just bear with me here while I take a second to do this because it's an important thing. Um, so next Saturday, for um, those of you that missed this uh, message earlier in the stream today, next Saturday, I'm not going to be streaming here. I'm actually going to be streaming over on Daryl Eve's YouTube channel. Um, we're doing a live stream over there. It's going to be about an eight to 10 hour live stream. It's a charity stream. Um, and it's for our friend Owen, who has been recently um, re-diagnosed with cancer. And uh, we're trying to spread awareness, you know, about that and, you know, bring attention to his GoFundMe as well. And um, I am going to drop a link to that right here. And I encourage you, it's going to pop up in the chat here in a second, but I encourage you to um, to hit that reminder um, on that stream so you can, you know, come over there and hang out. There's going to be tons of stuff given away. We're, we're giving away so much free stuff over there. Camtasia's giving away stuff. Spread Shop's giving away stuff. Um, uh, StreamYard's giving away stuff. I'm giving away lifetime memberships to Tuber Tools, which each one of those is like a $250 value. I think Daniel's giving away, um, Daniel Batal, who's in the chat right now, he and some other people are giving away um, consulting for YouTube channels as well. Um, so, you know, like there's a lot of really, really awesome stuff um, that's going to be given away over there. Um, but I just encourage you to come over and hang out there next Saturday. So I just wanted to, you know, make sure that you know about that. Okay, so um, let's see here. So next up um, on our list, if you have a question, go ahead and drop it into the chat right now. And uh, make sure you put a cue in front of it so that I can know that it's for me instead of a side conversation that is going on in the um, in the chat. All right. So uh, Tucker's UK, what's going on? Hope you're doing fantastic. Says, what's up? What's up? Hope you're doing great. Um, so here, can you show CTR and retention um, times for... Some of your videos from search suggested and browse. Um, so typically I don't show my stats because, you know, competitors, you know, watch out. I have some competitors that literally come onto my live stream and hang out. <laughs> so uh, so I definitely do not um, show that type of information here um, here in the live stream. And the member side, I do that every now and then when we're doing live streams there. I'm just showing examples of stuff and things like that. Um, but I don't do it publicly here um, on the YouTube channel during a live stream. Um, let's see here. As we keep on going, says um, I'm working on YouTube for three years, but I have only 70 subs. Why? Um, great question. Um, so the answer to that question can be found um, in your YouTube studio. 
So if you go into your YouTube studio, all of the clues are going to be there. So you know how they say, you know, success leaves clues, right? Um, it also works the other way to where if things aren't working out. Um, it's, it's, it's usually pretty clear why. So if you've been on YouTube for three years, you know, I'm actually just for fun here. I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to pull up your YouTube channel. Um, and I'm just going to take a look just at a first glance here. I'm not even going to pull it up on screen. Maybe I will. I don't know. We'll see. Let, let me, um, let me tap in here. The everything studio. If you're enjoying the show, remember to give it a thumbs up and share it with a friend right now. Okay. So that was a year ago. So let's see what it is that you're doing right now. Make sure this is muted so I don't play anything. Okay. Um, so right out of the gate, let me click on something here. Okay. Right out of the gate, I am three seconds in to this video content. Okay. I just came into the fourth, six seconds, uh, five, six seconds before we actually got into anything going on. Basically you just had like a text slide with some like words showing up, things like that. When it first started, I would completely get rid of that. And when your video first starts, actually start the content itself, right? So this is a review, like your video footage, stuff like that looks cool. I don't know what it is exactly that you're saying, um, but you know, in terms of the actual like quality of the footage, things like that, that looks good. Um, so what I encourage you to do in your specific case is I encourage you to go into your audience retention reports, look and see how the people that are that are watching this, see how they're responding to what it is that you're doing. Also look at your click-through rate, things like that, um, so that you can start to uncover, you know, exactly why things aren't going the way um, that you would like them to go at this point um, in time. Um, and I see that you're younger um, as well. So, you know, just keep in mind, like, you know, if you've, like what you were doing three years ago is probably completely different than what it is that you're doing now um, in terms of maybe the content on the channel or just how you're putting everything together. So what I encourage you to do is I encourage you to, um, I encourage you to do like a, um, uh, just kind of like an audit of your stuff and say, okay, this is the stuff from before that, you know, that isn't that great. Um, so I'm just going to get rid of that. Um, I'll leave some videos just so, you know, so you have that, you know, history of yourself. So you can go look and, you know, your, your fans can go look, you know, once your channel grows, stuff like that. Um, but, but start looking at like from today forward, um, you know, that you're going to be really, um, uh, diligent about going into your, you know, to your stats, paying attention to what's going on there and, and, and taking an active effort because, you know, by, by seeing the age in your video trailer, um, from a year ago, it looks like you're still like really young. So, um, because of that, like your approach to this is going to be a little bit different, but you have tons of time to burn, which is great. Um, so I would just really immerse yourself in skill development right now and, um, in learning how to, you know, just make the, you know, make the content as good as you can, but also, you know, how to optimize it from the outside so that you can start bringing more attention to it that way as well. Um, the big llama show says, I love your channel name too. That's great. Big llama says, um, um, are you using StreamYard in this live stream? How do you have multi multiple camera angles? So the reason I have multiple camera angles is I have, um, I'm using, oh, here we go. And it's on an auto switcher right now. So sometimes it'll take it away. Um, but I'm using this um, and this, which this is an A10 mini. And this allows me to switch between um, between different cameras. Um, this is one. And then I have the output of this one plugged in as a as an input into this one, which gives me, you know, an extended amount of um, cameras that I can use. So I can put the side camera there and I can put the um, overhead camera there as well. Um, but I'm doing the switching through this. But if you look here, um, you can see right here, this is StreamYard right here. Um, this is where I'm actually doing, um, this is where I'm actually, you know, putting stuff on screen and, you know, all of that good stuff. So, uh, so that's what's going on and how I'm actually, you know, switching all that stuff up. Uh, let's see here. Blaine, what's up, man? Saying hey to Daniel Patel. I'll be tastic. Says I made a mistake in my last video, so I deleted and re-uploaded. Is there any chance that YouTube can introduce a feature to replace a video without having to delete it and lose all the views and comments? You know, um, 
Um, I'm sure they could. Like Vimeo does that. Uh, I think Wistia does that. You know, there's some other uh, site video related sites that do that as well. Um, so I'm going to assume that YouTube, you know, has that capability as well. Um, but in terms of why they don't, I have no idea. Um, I would guess, I mean, if we were just, you know, trying to come up with reasons, possible, you know, like scenarios, um, I would guess maybe um, it might be to where, you know, like, let's say a video started taking off. If somebody were to go in there and change it for something that uh, wasn't, you know, the initial video, then, of course, you know, people start responding to it differently. Um, but, you know, um, that would give people the opportunity to change things um, in terms of, let's say you got like a copyright strike and you'd change it and then that would complicate things in their system because then that would be additional things they would have to keep track of. You know, those sorts of things um, might be, you know, the reason why. But really, like, I think it'd be a great feature too. Like, I'm, I'm right there with you, Albie. Um, I, I think it would also be a great feature. Um, let's see here as we keep on going down. Um, Jay Tolly says, how to, how to respectfully design, this is great. Cause I, I've never answered this one before, um, that I, that I can remember. I don't think I've ever had anybody ask this question. So, so thank you for this. Um, says how to respectfully decline a collab that is not within your niche. Um, or just take all collaborations. So I encourage you to respectfully def decline it if it's not, if there's not an alignment of audience. And what I mean is if the people that are watching their channel are not a perfect candidate for your channel um, or a really close to perfect candidate, then um, then I then I would just tell them, um, just say, hey, you know, based on, you can show them this clip right now. Just send this, you know, right now the timestamp is at an hour and three minutes. So literally just take this timestamp and send it to them. Um, so if the audience that you're collaborating with or the channel that you're collaborating with, if they have a different audience, then what's going to happen is those people are going to come over and they're going to subscribe because the other person said to come over and subscribe if they're watching that channel. And the same exact thing goes for you. But the downside is when you start publishing content, those people aren't going to respond to your content in terms of clicking on it and coming in and watching it because you're not making content about things that they care about because they're not the right audience. So because of that, you don't want to do collaborations if there's not some type of, an, uh, of alignment with the people that you're trying to reach. And feel free to send them that. Again, it's at a minute or at an hour and uh, and three minutes. Um, Doug, I see the message. Um, I see the message uh, here. So let me go through here. Um, let's see here. Thoughts on what happened to Jim Browning? Um, so RPG Authority. I'm not sure um, who Jim is. Um, so I'm not sure um, on that particular Super question. Um, Creaky Blinder says I'm a commentary channel. And I'm looking for different ways to monetize. Don't like relying on ad revenue only. I hear you. Yeah, and that's smart. So if you're looking for other ways to monetize as a commentary channel, um, one thing that I would definitely um, do, would I would do merch. Um, I would definitely do some type of crowdfunding, something like Buy Me A Coffee or Patreon. If you do Patreon or Buy Me A Coffee, both of them have monthly options as well to where people can, um, you know, pay like a small monthly fee in exchange for, you know, something else, um, so to speak. Um, you know, additional content from you or, you know, something like that. You got to make it, you know, worth it for them. But the idea is to, you know, create those offsite um, assets. Um, in addition to that, um, I'm not sure exactly the type of content and, you know, like the things that you talk about. But if you can find anything that would be a value in terms of, um, uh, like a newsletter that you could put together for them to where you send out like a, a weekly or a monthly newsletter. Um, within that, you can also sell advertising space. You can also promote things as an affiliate through that, you know, that are a good fit for the people that you are reaching with that newsletter. Um, you can do, you know, those sorts of things. And then of course, you know, sponsorships, you know, if the channel's far enough along to where, um, to where you can start reaching out to potential sponsors, um, is also another solution for you as well. Um, let's see here. Best advice to someone to start their channel. This one comes from Super Michael Trash. Cutler. So um, best advice for somebody to start their YouTube channel. Know what it is that you want out of your YouTube channel. 
Um, so a lot of people start YouTube channels for fun, which is great. Um, however, there comes a point in a lot of, you know, in a lot of the scenarios to where you start a channel for fun, but then you realize, you know, once you're in the community and you start, you know, hearing all this different things, you realize like, Hey, if I take this a little bit serious, I could actually turn this into something like really cool. So then it starts as fun. And then it turns into like fun plus, you know, some work attached to it. So because of that, it's really important to, um, to have a goal or a really strong why in terms of why it is that you're creating the content that you're making. Why are you going through the effort to put content together, upload it to the edit it, right? Record, come up with ideas, Take that time, take the time to edit the videos, take the time to upload them to YouTube, optimize it to YouTube, taking the time to hang out live streams like this, learning about YouTube. Like, why are you doing all of that, right? Defining that and defining what it is that you're trying to accomplish with your YouTube channel um, is really, really important because when you're first starting a YouTube channel, um, if you have those, if you have that information in place, like this is what I'm trying to do with this channel, um, then all of the decisions that you're going to need to make on your journey are going to be really easy. But when you don't really know, and you're just kind of letting the, the water take you in whatever way it takes you, um, then in that case, it starts creating challenges because let's say let's say you put out one piece of content that, that ends up doing great, but it's not really the type of content that you want to make. You just happen to make it so you could get an upload. Um, but since you're, you're not really based on any type of goal or you're not really trying to accomplish anything, um, then in that case, that ends up sending your channel in a direction that you don't want to go in, um, which then, you know, that ends up working against you and it turns the whole thing into something that you don't like, but you've got this success, but then you're like, you know, Hey, I, I just don't, I don't like making these videos. Right. So because of that, you want to make sure that you have a really strong goal or that you have a really strong why behind what it is that you're doing. Um, so that's number one. In addition to that, if you're just starting a YouTube channel, um, you also want to be very clear about who it is that you're trying to reach with your content. Um, you don't have to be, you know, if you can be extremely specific, that's a win, but you know, at least have a general direction in terms of like, Hey, I'm trying to reach people that are interested in these particular things, people that have these particular problems, people that find this type of entertainment funny. I'm trying to reach, you know, trying to connect with other moms, trying to connect with other single dads. I'm trying to connect with, you know, pet owners. I'm trying to connect with, you know, chihuahua owners, you know, like whatever the thing is um, just being very specific about who it is that you're going after. Um, but those two things, and then of course, skill development. Learn, lean really hard into developing the skills that you need for YouTube because just uploading videos isn't enough. You have to upload videos that get a response in order for your channel to do well over time. So because of that, you have to go through the process and it's hard, right? Because you got to learn a bunch of stuff. Just like if you start learning to play an instrument, you start going to the gym, you have to learn how to do all that correctly. Um, if you start, you know, learning how to play with a camera, you know, you start, you get this box in your hand with this lens on it and you're like, well, I don't know what to do with all this. I don't know what any of this stuff means, but you have to go through the process, watch a bunch of videos, do that kind of thing to figure out how to actually use the camera in the first place. YouTube is the same exact way. When you first start, you might not have, like you've watched tons of videos, but you might not really understand like, okay, these videos are getting a lot of views on them, but I like as a new person, you might think that that just happens by default. It doesn't like the thing that actually makes videos do well on YouTube is how people respond to those videos. So, you know, that you can't, you can't like trick YouTube by using a certain amount of tags or using certain tags. You can't trick YouTube by doing anything um, in order to get views on your channel because YouTube is based on how their viewers, how the people that are on their website are interacting with the content that's on the website. So the content that they interact with at a high level, um, or at least a competitive level, that's the content that continues getting views over a long period of time. The content that does not compete or just not, you know, competitive in terms of people don't respond to it that great. That content is the stuff that never surfaces and that, that you never see it. That's where you see channels getting, you know, 10 views on a video. 
because, you know, they need to work on the skill development side so they can learn to make better content. And part of that skill development, I went over like a whole thing when we first started this live stream today. So I encourage you to go back and, um, and check that particular part of the stream out um, as well. So really quick, I have some um, things that I need to, um, that I need to address here um, as well. Um, so I had some channel memberships that also came in. So I just want to, actually, I can do it right here. Boom. Yes. Okay. So um, that made that easier. Man, that was great. Okay. So um, let's see here. So first off, um, Jessica Short. Oops, wrong one. <laughs> there we go. Welcome to the Nimanati. Uh, Cozy Fox. Welcome to the Nimanati. And Copper Kettle Farms. Going through them welcome all here. Welcome to the Nimanati. So for all of you, first off, welcome to the Nimanati. Two, we have a members-only Facebook group. So um, if you are on Facebook, which I'm going to assume that you are, and just a heads up, if you don't want to, you know, like, like um, for example, we have two channel names here that don't have an actual name. Um, so... Um, if you're like, you know, hey, I don't want people to know like who I am behind my channel or anything like that, you can actually join the group as a page. Um, but um, if you go to nimmonvip.com, that's going to redirect you to our members only Facebook group. Um, so head over there when you get the chance and make sure you fill out all the information on the way in because that's how I verify that you're a member um, before I let you into, uh, into the group. So make sure you fill out all that stuff and I'll see you over there. Um, let's see here. So um, as we continue going here, we've got... Um, Let's see here. Hey, Nick, um, StreamYard are doing an offer today. Does it work with Stream Deck and OBS? Um, I've done a few live streams, but I'm planning on focusing on this. Um, so yeah, they are. They actually do have an offer going on. I can't remember off the top of my head of what it is, but if you go to StreamYard.com, you'll probably see it um, just for you know anybody else. But they do have like a discount going on right now, and I forgot to mention that, so thank you. Um, but um, in terms of does it work with Stream Deck? So um, if you use OBS then you can do a virtual cam and then you can use that as the webcam that you have inside of StreamYard. And then you can um, you can um, use the Stream Deck with that. However, as a standalone, um, Stream Deck does not currently out of the box work as a switcher for StreamYard. Um, I know they're working on something for it and I know that people have kind of hacked it. And if you go into the StreamYard Facebook group, um, if you look around that particular group or you can just make a post, you know, asking about it and somebody will link you to it. Um, but if you make a post in there, um, somebody has actually put together like how you can use the Stream Deck for StreamYard and they do it. They build macros and all this stuff to make it happen. It's complicated, <laughs> but but it gets it done. Um, but the easy way to do it if you're already connected with um, with OBS, but you're wanting to be able to do things like add check um, text to the screen and have them record your streams. Um, you know, while you're live, that kind of stuff. So you can use them later. Um, then in that case, um, you would just want to have OBS and then use the virtual cam um, that you would pull into StreamYard. So hopefully that answered that question for you. Um, and, and if you have any trouble setting that up, feel free to send me a DM on Twitter. Um, and uh, if need be, you know, I can connect you with somebody at StreamYard that uh, that might be able to help you too. Um, Infinity uh, 14U or one for you says, love your work. I grew my channel to 25,000 subscribers in seven months, mainly from search traffic. Um, I'm trying to learn what my audience would also like to watch in addition to what brought them in in the first place. Any tips? First off, whoosh, whoosh, high five and fist bump to you for, uh, for getting in. An applause for getting 25,000 subscribers in seven months. I want to let you know, just in case you're not aware of this, 
I want to let you know that what you have accomplished getting 25,000 subscribers in seven months um, is an extremely rare thing and you are doing awesome. So give yourself a high five. Like next time you're in the mirror, like fist bump yourself and be like, yeah, you rock just because you're like 25,000 subscribers in seven months, like you're going fantastic. Um, so I just wanted to just make sure that you um, are aware of that you probably know that, but I just want to let you know, you know, just statistically you're doing amazing uh, right now. So um, in terms of making sure that you are giving content that they enjoy. What you want to do is when you log into your YouTube analytics, um, they're going to show you the videos that have been top performers on your channel over the, over the last whatever date range it is that you select, but usually it's the last um, 28 days. So those videos are the videos that are bringing the most attention to your channel over that time period. So what you want to do is you want to look at those videos on that list because those are the people that are the most active in your channel. And the reason this is important is because when you publish a new piece of content, YouTube is trying to figure out the people that are the most likely to watch that piece of content at the time that you publish it. And the people that have interacted with your channel the most, the most recently, those are going to be some of the first people that are going to see it. So because of that, um, what you want to do is you want to look at that list of content that you published that is bringing people in right now. Um, the, you know, the primary drivers of traffic to your channel or viewership to your channel. You want to look at that and then you want to think, okay, the people that have watched these particular videos are the ones that are driving, you know, the most viewers here. The people that are interacting with these what would be a great next video for those people that have specifically watched these particular videos? Um, and then when you can define that, then you want to make that piece of content, of course, and just kind of keep rinsing and repeating that process so that you can, you know, just keep serving those people that are coming into your channel um, off of those higher performing videos. Um, and when you do this, um, one thing that you're also going to notice as well is that you are one tip that I want to give you is that YouTube also um, they recommend content that's topically similar, um, like next to each other. So another thing to consider if possible, if you can work this into what it is that you're doing with the type of content that you make. Um, another thing that I would do is as you have those high performing videos and you're going to do follow-ups, I would actually put some of them. Um, of course it would depend on, um, the actual content itself and what your plans are for, you know, for your content schedule. But what you want to do is the ones that are driving viewership, you want to figure out which ones you're going to make videos of. You want to figure out which ones, you know, are similar to each other. And then, you know, the next videos that you're going to make and you want to start putting together playlists or series playlists um, with those pieces of content in them. So when you publish the new videos, you also add them to that playlist. And since there's something that are topically similar and it's also something that you have in that series playlist, the likelihood of YouTube recommending the other pieces of content next to that video or the new videos that you're publishing um, and your new videos next to those old videos is going to be much higher just because you've made those um, connections internally to let YouTube know that those videos are, you know, somehow related to each other because you put them in a playlist and marked that this, this is the important part and marked that playlist as a series. Okay. Um, but at the end of the day, the thing that you most want to focus on, of course, is just making sure that there's some type of leap from the videos that are um, from the videos that are driving the viewership of the channel um, to the new pieces of content that you're publishing. Uh, next up on our list, um, we're actually going to pull this one. I know there's like one, two, three, there's four more super chats that came in, but before we get to those, um, I'm going to go ahead and pull a question out of the chat here as well. Um, so if you have a question, go ahead and drop it in the chat right now. Roger Wakefield says, hello, Nimenati. What's up, Roger? Brian G. Johnson also in the house saying, what is up, Roger? What's up, Brian G. Hope that you're doing fantastic, my friend. For those of you that don't know, um, Brian G. Johnson is the author of this book right here, Tube Ritual Volume 1, help you go from zero to 5,000 subscribers and more 
on your YouTube channel because it teaches you all the best practices and things that you need to make sure you're focusing on. In addition to that, just in case you're curious, the other books that I have here, this is YouTube Secrets from Sean Cannell and Benji Travis. Um, Sean is from um, Think Media TV and Video Influencers. Benji is from Video Influencers and um, his wife's channel is It's Judy's Life. In addition to that, he also has his own cooking channel. Um, but you know that's where that book comes from. And then this one here is from Daryl Eves. It's called YouTube Formula. Um, this is a newer book as well, but I've got links to all these in the description, or you can just go to, you know, Amazon books or whatever, and you can, you know, just search for the titles of those um, if you're interested in looking at any of those books, but they're all awesome. They teach you a, a ton of stuff. Um, let's see here. So um, let's go ahead and get those questions dropping in here. So uh, let's see, why do people come in here and think self-promotion works? Um, just people, you know, sometimes people just don't know, you know, like in, in some cases, like that kind of thing used to frustrate me, but like, um, you know, like, like a lot of people that, you know, interact with these streams, like before when I mentioned, you know, like how many people are under a thousand subscribers, and there's a lot of people that are like me, um, you know, like a lot of people, you know, like people don't no information sometimes until they run into that information. So for some people, like, you know, they might've watched other videos because there's videos on YouTube like this, unfortunately, but they might've watched other videos where people are like, yeah, go hang out live streams and go do this. You know, I was able to get, you know, hundred subscribers that way or whatever. And they watch that video and then they're like, oh, hey, here's one. Let me go in here and, you know, start trying to do it here. So, you know, so there's the side of people just not knowing, but then there's also the side where people are just trying to, you know, like, Hey, how can I get one more person? <laughs> right. So, uh, so, you know, that type of activity of course is not, uh, you know, uh, you know, self-promotion isn't like something that we do here. Um, however, um, you know, I do understand that, you know, sometimes people just don't know. And there's also, you know, like a lot of younger people on YouTube that just haven't ran into, you know, those concepts that, you know, we, um, typically take for granted as we are, you know, like, a you know, once you, once you have some experience in life. <laughs> All right. Ellen D. Holmes says, how do you show the um, self on YouTube? But oh, how do you show yourself on YouTube, but be professional? I'm sarcastic and blunt in person, but feel like I have to use my work phone voice when I turn the camera on. This is a great question. So I struggled with this when I first started my YouTube channel as well. Um, when I first started, um, I... I, um, just like all you guys, like right when I first started, like I didn't know what I was doing. And, um, at that time I wasn't making like YouTube help content, but, um, but you know, when I first started my channel, um, I also, I, I was making content in a way that I thought that I should make it based on what I saw in other videos and based on how I thought that I should represent myself. And when I was doing that, um, I just didn't feel great about it. Like you clearly don't either. Right. Um, but I didn't feel great about it because I'm like, yeah, it's just, it's just not, you know, like I'm, I'm trying to be this like other person. Right. So, um, when you are, um, in front of the camera and you're thinking to yourself, like, you know, man, I'd love to just kind of, you know, just be a little bit more sarcastic and a little bit more fun in these videos. I really encourage you to rip off the professional face and just go for it. Um, of course, you know, of course, you know, like if you're using your YouTube channel for business, then of course you're going to have to make sure that, that the way that you are acting on camera is a positive representation of your business, but that does not mean that you cannot add personality to what it is that you're doing, right? So you want to make sure that you're being, you know, like brand safe and all that good stuff so that you're representing, you know, the, the business the best that you can, but you also want to let your personality out because, you know, anybody can watch anybody that's rigid, you know, anywhere, but you know, the personality thing is one thing that helps people watch one channel 
when they have the option of watching a bunch of other channels or just watching a few channels and they have the option of watching a bunch of channels. So I'm not sure what type of content it is that you make, but when you are um, publishing content, I guarantee you that there's other people making content like yours. And when you take off that professional thing, especially if everybody in your space is professional, um, then, then when you take that off, then you're going to be like the real person in your space and people are going to love that. Um, and, and, and some people will find it refreshing as well. So what you can do, if you're not comfortable just like ripping it off and just kind of being, you know, like your sarcastic self, um, then in that case, um, just kind of ease into it. And, you know, you'll find, you know, if you start getting a lot of comments like, you know, hey, you know, you're a little kind of over the top or whatever, then of course, then at that point, if you want to, you can dial it back or you can just say, hey, well, those people clearly are not for me. I'm looking for the people that are into, you know, the way that I communicate, the way that I do things, my sarcasm and all of that. So, um, so, you know, I really encourage you, like I was to the point, I was wearing, you know, foundation on my face and concealer, you know, to, to hide, you know, the imperfections of my face. Cause I saw them doing that on the news. Um, I was trying to be professional and, you know, try like, I, I wore like a button up and I was trying to make, Hey, make sure my posture's right. And like all this, like all the mental, like it, it was, it was probably harder for me to like sit there and like go through all of that than it was for me to, you know, do anything else related to YouTube. Like that was probably the hardest part. So, um, um, I just encourage you though, to, you know, to, to try to lean into your personality as much as you can, because like I mentioned before, people can watch any videos on YouTube, but it's the personalities that will make them keep coming back to yours, um, compared to, you know, the other ones that they have the options to watch. Um, so definitely lean into it. But just a heads up, like you're not alone in this. Um, I know I've talked to tons of people about this. Um, and it actually comes up quite a bit in the live streams as well. So, you know, matter of fact, if you're somebody right now, um, if you're somebody that is also in a situation like this to where you're like, you know, I just don't feel like I'm being myself and I would love to be myself. And I'm just not like I'm trying to get over that right now. If, if that's you, just so we can, you know, have a little bit of support here. Um, if that's you, just just mention it. Um, I'm just curious to see if there's, you know, other people that are also kind of going through that, um, that are going through that as well. Just so, just so LND home here, um, can see it. Dave Hansen. What's up, Dave? Hope you're doing fantastic, man. Thanks for swinging by. Hope you're doing awesome. I can, I can imagine that you've had just a, just a crazy last, uh, last year, like it with, with the type of content that you make and the knowledge that you have at your, you know, in your brain, I can imagine that you've had quite uh, probably quite a, uh, an experience since, uh, since we, since you were in here last time, <laughs> she asked, so Shane says, um, Super Hey, Nick, start creating online massage courses. I want to sell to my subscribers. If I create an advert to place my videos, where should I place it? Um, so you should experiment. So if you're doing it for the sake of driving people to a course, then, um, of course there's going to be the most people watching your video, you know, when it first starts, but you don't want to necessarily throw that information at them when it first starts, depending you know, depending on, on, on how you do it. Um, but just as a heads up, like for example, when I do sponsored content, like I'll throw them at the beginning and I'll lose some viewership, um, during that sponsored content and that's fine. Um, but I'll, I'll lose some, some, uh, viewership during that sponsored content, but I know that when I'm putting the videos together. Um, but if you want to, you know, lean and on the performance of the video itself, then I would try to work it in, you know, a little bit later in the video. Also, when you work it in later in the video, those people are more committed to what it is that you're doing because they're actually watching through the whole video. So the, you know, the conversion on there might be higher, but I would just test it. Like if you're, if you're doing it for the sake of driving those videos that you're going to mention the course in, if you're doing it for the sake of driving revenue, um, then in that case, I would just start experimenting with different placements and different ways to do it, different ways that you're, you know, that you're saying things, stuff like that. until so you can find the one that converts the best for you. And then just start, you know, using that as like your, your way or your path, so to speak. 
Um, let's see here as we keep on going. So um, let's see here. Um, and really quick, Jessica Crompton says she has Daryl's book, which is um, which is this one. I know it's in one of these. There it is. This one right over here on the end. Um, she says it's really good right here. And I, 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 I co-signed that that opinion. Um, let's see here. So um, Qualo, Qualudo uh, says, I see people making the same videos as me, but less of them. Um, but they have almost triple the amount of subscribers than me. They don't have any shout outs and they don't use strong titles or tags. So first off, and this is this is something that is really hard for people um, in, in some cases. So just because you don't think that a title is good does not mean that it's not a good title. Um, just because you wouldn't respond to it doesn't mean that other people won't. Just because you don't like the way that somebody else is putting a piece of content together does not mean that other people will not like a way that people are putting content together. Just because you don't like somebody's personality does not mean that somebody else isn't going to like their personality. So one thing that you quickly, like when you, like, when you have your own channel and you're pulling all the information from that, um, that's one thing. But when you start working with other people and you start getting information from, you know, other channels as well, the very first thing that hits you is you're like, wow, people react to things in a lot of different ways. And a lot of the things that I thought were like the way, um, you know, some of that stuff is really questionable and there's a lot of different variables that I need to start considering and, you know, like those types of things. So, um, so when it comes to people making the same videos, they're making the same videos topically, but they're, it's a completely different experience for the viewer. So whatever it is that they're doing, um, it's clearly working for them. So instead of looking at it saying like, hey, they don't have any shout outs, which first off, you don't know if they have shout outs or not. Um, but if they, you know, um, if they don't have shout outs or they don't have any other way that you can identify that they're getting the traffic, but their videos are doing great, then what you should be doing instead of looking at it like, hey, their title suck, this, that, and the other thing, is you should start really analyzing what it is that they're doing, um, literally watching their videos in like five second clips and just start trying to unpack exactly what it is that they're doing, how often they're edit, like cutting their edits, what type of music they're using, the pacing in terms of how fast they're communicating, how slow they're communicating, um, what exactly it is that they're focusing on in their video content, how they're grabbing somebody's attention when the video first starts, how they're ending their videos, um, what it is that they're recommending people do at the end of their videos, if anything, what it is that, you know, like, like literally just start unpacking everything um, about, you know, the channels that you're competing with because you'll uncover tons of stuff. And what you want to do when you're doing that is you want to take out your bias. And by taking out your bias, what I mean is we all have things to where when we see it, we're like, yeah, that's good. That's bad, right? We, we just all have that. It's a natural thing. So when you're, when you're looking at somebody else's channel from an analytical standpoint, what you want to do is you want to remove that and you want to say, okay, well, this is clearly working. So what I think doesn't matter right now. Um, what I need to, what I need to focus on is that they're getting, they're getting better results than I am right now. So because of that, I'm going to remove all of these, you know, preconceived ideas that I have about what it is that they're doing. And I'm going to actually study what it is that they're doing and try to figure out, you know, what it is about what they're doing that's so different from mine that's causing people to respond better. Now, with that, keep in mind um, that that does not necessarily mean that you need to copy them or mirror them or anything like that. But through that study, you're going to uncover things about the channel um, that that you're probably overlooking right now. Um, and in addition to that, like I'm not sure how experienced you are um, on YouTube, but in addition to um, you know, uh, in addition to just looking at their channels, like if you like look at their channel now, and then you go back and you look at their channel again, like a year from now, you're going to see it with two totally different sets of eyes, just based on the experience that you gain, um, you know, over your channel as well. So, uh, so because of that, like I wouldn't, I wouldn't say, um, uh, unless you, you might have tons of experience, I don't know, but, but unless you have a lot of experience, I wouldn't necessarily say that they don't use strong titles. Um, but the tags, the tag, the tags aren't even a big deal. Like the tags don't even matter. Like the, the fact that, um, 
like mentioning that means that, you know, you don't know like tons of stuff yet. Um, so because of that, I would definitely remove that bias um, in terms of thinking that, you know, their titles or whatever are not good. And I would just start paying attention to what it is that they are doing so that you can start uncovering what it is that they're doing right. But tags, just as a heads up, like they could not use tags at all and their videos can still do great. So just as a reminder that, you know, tags are there, the box is there, use it. However, use it until they take it away. However, you know, um, them using like a certain tag isn't causing their videos to, uh, isn't causing their videos to thrive. It's how people are responding to the content. Um, let's see here. So next up on our list here, we got Seismic, Seismic Shock TV. Super Says Nick, first coding. Oh, okay. Yeah, we got this one already. Okay. So we already took, take, took care of that one. Okay, let's see here. Tier Talk um, with Super Anthony Ganji says, it's great to see support. Um, to me, that adds tons of value to all those involved. It's a beautiful community you are a part of. You know, um, Anthony, I like I, I agree with you a million percent. Like, um, you know, like uh, like I've done a lot of different things um, in my in my life and I've been, in, uh, you know, involved in a lot of different stuff. And when it comes to the YouTube community and when it comes to like the YouTube help community um, to where you have all these people that are trying to help other content creators thrive, um, the vibe that is within this community is just incredible. Um, the entire time that I've been doing this, I, I can only cite one, actually two drama moments um, since I've been doing this since 2014, two drama moments in the space. One was recently, one was a couple of years ago and it wasn't really drama. It was just somebody was coming in and they started making content and they kind of called out one content creator as kind of like a, a way to grab attention. And, uh, and that particular thing was like a little bit of a drama thing. Um, but outside of that, there was one that happened recently with some new channels um, that started talking about YouTube. Um, but you know, just in general, everybody gets along great. Everybody supports each other. You know, we all have different things that, you know, we bring attention to, um, but we also bring attention to the things that each other bring attention to as well, which is really cool. Um, it's just a really, uh, like I'm, 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 I'm really grateful, um, that, you know, that the people in this space, um, are as cool as they are. And I also am grateful and, and happy just because of, you know, the type of content that I make. I'm really happy that, um, content creators in general seem to be pretty cool people. So of course there's always outliers, but it seems that, um, but it seems like people that are uploading, um, to YouTube consistently and taking it serious and stuff like that. There's just like a certain vibe. That's why I love going to conferences like vid summit, for example, because you get to connect with all these amazing creative people. And it's just, it's just awesome. You know, like, like I'm, I'm truly fortunate to be able to, to do this professionally. Um, and you know, anybody that does YouTube, you know, professionally, um, you know, like we're all just super fortunate that we can do this. But yeah, I agree. Totally beautiful community that uh, that we're that we're a part of. So um, let's see here. Dr. Mark and Legal Eagle collaborate. Um, they are different. They are, um, but the 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 size of audiences that they have are massive, right? So when like there's always outliers, and then anytime there are references to um, you know like like best practices, people will always cite like these you know gargantuan channels. Um, but you know, of course. If Dr. Mike um, were to collaborate with another doctor that made similar content to him, like in terms of like reaction type content, then, you know, the crossover there would be much greater than than the crossover with Legal Eagle, for example. Um, and just as a heads up, though, when it does come to the medical stuff, there is kind of like a legal side to that as well, even though it's not, you know, in mass, but they also both do reaction type content. And since they both do reaction type content, the people that they're actually reaching, they're not necessarily people that are really in the 
into medical and not necessarily people that are really into law. Sure, those people are in there, but it's more people that just like to be entertained. So like really their audiences are, are probably pretty similar. So I'm sure that they've done the research. They probably found that, you know, YouTube will show you in your, in your analytics, they'll show you channels, um, other channels that people watch, um, that your viewers watch. So I'm going to guess that both of them probably, I could be wrong, but I'm going to guess that both of them probably saw each other popping up in there. Um, and then one of them reached out for the collaboration. It's probably my guess. Yeah, there's drama in, in all types of, in, in a lot of YouTube communities, but what I'm saying is just in the in the YouTube help space, right? Like the people that are trying to help other creators uh, do better, um, like in our space, like uh, like it's it's pretty much drama free. Even the drama that happened recently, it got it got you know it got taken care of really really fast. Um, let's see here. So as we keep on going through the list, um, let's see here. Savvy Turtle Super says, uh, "Have coffee and water on me today, Nick. Thank you for that, Savvy Turtle. I appreciate it, man." And then we got, uh, we got Seattle massage taken care of. And then Savvy Turtle says, this is for Heidi for coffee and water fun. Thank you for that as well. Okay. So, um, um, we have two more here and we got, um, RPG authority also. So, um, if you have a question right now is the time to drop it into the chat. So if you have a question about what it is that you're doing on YouTube, put a Q in front of your question. And, um, and I'm just going to start pulling some out of the, um, out of the chat here. And while I'm waiting for those to come in, I just want to remind everybody, um, that we are doing a live stream next Saturday, um, for our friend Owen video. Um, and I'm going to put a link because um, it's not going to be on my channel. It's going to be over on Daryl Eve's channel. Um, I recommend that you click on that link that I just went there and hit the remind button on his live stream. It's going to be we're going to be streaming for like eight to ten hours over there. There's going to be tons of stuff that we're giving away. Um, and in addition to that, we're bringing attention to Owen and we're bringing attention to Owen's GoFundMe as well um, because you know we're trying to help him you know get support for him and his family for the fight that he is enduring and um, and getting ready to endure as well. So um, let's see here. Foxfire says, is drinking games a bad idea? Um, in terms of like terms of service, you might run into some issues there. I'm not sure. Um, I know some things you're not allowed to do, like you're not allowed to actively use, you know, substances on camera and stuff like that. I'm not sure um, because, you know, like with alcohol, it's kind of like that fine line. So I'm not sure um, what the stance is on that. Um, but me personally, I wouldn't risk it. But, you know, of course, you know, that's on your call. But I, I don't necessarily think it's a bad idea. Um, but, you know, talking about different drinking games versus like, hey, we're doing a drinking game right now. Um, like if you talk about, you know, like if you have an entire channel that becomes like a resource for all these different types of drinking games or something, then that's a totally different thing than like, hey, we're just going to sit here on on this live stream and, you know, and 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 just see who passes out first or something like that. <sighs> oh. Okay, so um, let's see here. Spybox says, I've seen people being casual with their content and gain 100,000 in less than a year um, from zero and also seen people working um, with so good content. That is my favorite too. Don't gain success. How to attract people. So it comes down to how people respond to the content. So that's the thing that I was mentioning earlier is you know, like you'll see videos on YouTube where somebody will make a video they're just walking around one take talking to the camera. It doesn't seem like, like there's nothing really going on. They're just walking around talking to the camera. And for whatever reason, the packaging that the person put together in terms of the, um, the thumbnail and the title that got people to click on that was extremely effective. And then once they started watching the video content, for whatever reason, the people watch that video, they further engage, they subscribe to the channel. They liked it. They commented, maybe they shared it with some friends, whatever, whatever the things were, it, YouTube identified that when they show that piece of content to people, people really enjoy it. And, and because of that, you know, those videos will go viral or they just get crushed in views. So like when we look at content, 
there's a difference between like, hey, I'm going to look at this content and like, you know, somebody's like clearly making huge mistakes here. There's a difference in that versus like, hey, this piece of content here, it doesn't fit into the typical box of content that you would typically find doing well on YouTube. Like those are two totally different things. So if it doesn't typically fit into that box, it doesn't mean it's bad. It might look bad. It might not sound that great. But at the end of the day, if people respond to it, that's all that matters. And by respond, I mean, they click on it at a high rate. They watch it at a high rate. They share it. Um, people are commenting on it. They're liking it. They're subscribing to it. You know, all the stuff, right? They're clicking on the end screen. They're watching more videos from the channel, um, that type of thing. So when, um, you know, when you are looking at other people's content, it's really important not to force people into a box and say, like, it might not be content that's for you. Right. So, you know, we might see a piece of content and be like, ah, oh, it's not for me. I don't dig it. I don't know why people like this. I don't know why people are into it. Like there's that. But, you know, when you're looking at a piece of content, don't necessarily say like it should not do well because I don't like it. <laughs> right. So, um, but yeah, absolutely. Like I, I have a, um, a video on my channel of a guy in 10 months, um, he makes great content though. Um, but in 10 months, he um, uh, he went from uh, zero to 100,000 subscribers on his YouTube channel, um, and he was just using his phone, no microphone, anything. He's recently gotten a microphone, um, but he's just using his phone for his first 100,000 subscribers, and um, and he just runs around Bangkok talking to the camera. People love this guy. Um, he's awesome. Like he's really good at what it is that he does. Um, retired working for you is his YouTube channel, by the way. But he's he's just like from a communicator and an engaging personality perspective. He's off the charts. Like if there's like a one to ten, um, his personality, um, in terms of how people respond to him, he's like a he's like a like a like a twelve or thirteen. Like he's off he's off the charts. Um, let's see here. Even though, like when he's walking around, sometimes the you know the the content might you know he might be like shaking the phone a little bit in some cases. Even though he's got a little gimbal for it, sometimes you know maybe the lighting isn't perfect or something like that. But he just he just crushes people. People love him because he knows how to put content together and he knows how to communicate in an engaging way. Should I create a separate channel for my video podcast versus creating a playlist on my current channel? If your current channel has similar content in terms of you're trying to reach that same group of people, then you can experiment with putting some on your channel, see how your um, see how people respond to it. If you're enjoying the show, remember to give it a thumbs up and share it with a friend right now. Experiment putting that um, experiment with putting you know like one or two episodes on your channel. Um, but if it's like a long pot, like if you're like an hour, you know, two hours on the podcast and it's just not really good for your channel because you normally do like, you know, five to 10 minute videos. Um, then in that case, you might want to consider, you know, putting it elsewhere, but you did try one, like publish one, you know, your audience might be like, Hey, this is great. We love this way more than we love the short form content. <laughs> right. So, you know, give it a shot, you know, with like one or two, um, just see, you know, how they do. Um, and then if they don't do that great, then you can just go ahead and take them off there and then just start uploading to, um, a separate channel. Um, another part of that is if you have different goals for the content. So for example, if like your YouTube channel, um, you're doing that to accomplish one thing or to add a certain type of value. And then your podcast, you're doing that to add a certain type of value and accomplish another thing. Um, then in that case, of course, by default, those, you know, you'd want to put those on separate channels. Um, let's see here. So the next question that we had here, um, this is from, um, Arjuna J says, um, will YouTube get angry slash flag my videos for, um, explicit language, even if I beep bleep sensor, bad, um, cuss words. So it's not that they get angry and it's not that they're necessarily going to flag the videos. The problem is, is, is when you start doing things excessively. So if you are, you know, dropping, you know, um, um, 
language that you wouldn't use in, you know, in, uh, you know, like with, with uh, you know, somebody that would be sensitive to language, I guess, would be the, the way to say that. Um, if you are, you know, doing that um, excessively, then, you know, then you might run into problems in terms of monetization. Um, but in terms of, you know, them flagging the video, no, you, you should be fine. Um, when you bleep and censor cuss words, excuse me, when you bleep or censor cuss words, um, uh, they can detect that too. So instead of just using like a beep, um, you might want to use like an animal sound or, you know, something else or just like a ha or, you know, whatever it happens to be um, just for the sake of it not being the actual beep itself. Um, RPG Authority says, does any of those audio books have an audio version or any of those books have an audio version? Um, he's talking about the YouTube books that are um, typically shown. Yeah, right here. And um, when it comes to the, um, when it comes to the, hold on. When it comes to the um, um, these, I I know YouTube Secrets has an audio version because I have it. Um, Brian's, I do not believe it does. If he's in here, he can let you know, but I don't think so. And um, Daryl's, uh, he is putting one together, but I don't think it's out there yet um, for the audiobooks. Um, let's see here. Shiatso Shane says, Super just wanted chat. to say thank you, man. Being a member has helped me hit 98,000 subscribers today. Woo, 98 high five and fist bump to you, Shane, man. Absolutely crushing it. Nice work. Free. <laughs> high five and fist bump, man. Nice uh, crushing it. Play button on the way, right? Getting close. So um, what's your what's your like daily count? Like how, how long do you think until you hit the uh, the 100K? While I'm waiting for that to come in, um, let's see here. Uh, the Matt man says, Super when changing trash. the direction of your channel, um, should you explain to your viewers or just do it? If you have a really super highly engaged community, you might want to let people know what it, what what's going on. Um, but if not, if you just have more casual viewership, two to three weeks, nice, nice. Yeah, it's going to be awesome, man. You're, you're going to love that. That is such an exciting thing. That is exciting. And then when the button shows up, oh, it's great. Great feeling. Um, but says when um, changing the direction of the channel, should you explain to viewers or just do it? Um, so if you have a just super highly engaged community to where you're interacting with everybody all the time, um, then in that case, um, you might want to mention it. Um, but if not, um, if they're just kind of casual, then in that case, just start walking in the direction that you want to walk in. Um, because ultimately, if you're going to change directions, you're going to change directions regardless of the feedback. So because of that, you know, just, just consider that when you're putting it together. So it's more of like a, Hey, I'm just letting you guys know, um, versus a, you know, like, uh, if they're not that engaged, then in that case, just you turn and just go in the direction that you're going to go in where you're, you know, where you don't have to worry about it. Um, let's see here. Lola games says, I'm thinking of adding clips to my video. Um, are there studios to avoid like Disney, et cetera, that are more likely to hit the video with a copyright claim? So I recommend, of course, you know, there's, you know, you can get away with it um, in terms of using clips in your videos, but you have to make sure that they fall under fair use or you have to make sure that you get the license to use it. So when it comes to fair use, I recommend that, and, and you know, most people won't do this, but I recommend that, um, that you actually hire a attorney and that you, you know, show them some of the videos that you're putting together and you show them exactly how you're using the clips so that they can let you know if they are going to, you know, if they would be able to defend you in the event that you do run into some type of issue. Um, and the reason that you want to do that is because, you know, there's, you know, like fair use is something that that people use to get around, you know, using clips and things like that. Um, however, you just want to make sure that you have somebody that, 
specializes in copyright law, you want to make sure that you have somebody that deeply understands fair use to kind of sign off on what it is that you're doing um, before you start, you know, doing it based on like assumptions or stuff that you kind of ran across on the internet. Um, so because of that, I would actually, I would contact a lawyer for that one. Um, and in terms of studios to avoid, yeah, like on that one, um, like I would, yeah, like I, I just like unless you absolutely have to um, for your content, like I would I would just advise against, you know, against using uh, clips just in general, um, because, you know, even even things like reaction videos, for example, like um, like they're extremely effective. People just crush it um, making that type of content. But, you know, they're you know, like in the future, um, if there's like a a, a, a a change to the law or something like that, like their entire channels can end up, you know, in a situation um, because they, you know, kind of relied on that, you know, that other content um, to um, to make videos with. So, you know, just keep those types of things in mind. Um, but if you're like, hey, you know, this, it's fine. I'm willing to take that risk, which is fine, which is cool. Um, but if you're like, yeah, I'm willing to take that risk, then in that case, I would definitely contact a lawyer to make sure that you're doing it the best way um, so that you can, you know, just ensure that, you, that you're not going to run into any issues. Okay, so now if you have a question, go ahead and drop it in the form. Now's the time to, uh, now's the time to do that. And while I'm waiting for those questions to come in, um, yeah, Roger Wakefield. So he's right here. So uh, Roger, he actually makes a lot of reaction content. And one of the things that he mentioned here is he said, study fair use, right? So yeah, make sure you study that. And, um, and you know, like I mentioned before, you know, if possible, you know, try to, you know, try to get a, uh, you know, try to get a lawyer just to kind of co-sign off of your original concepts, um, just to make sure that, you know, that you're, that you're doing everything, um, you know, doing everything right. Um, where to get free B-roll to add to videos. So um, I don't have a lot over there. I actually stopped uploading to it because the channel ended up getting taken down for reused content. And then once they put it, they once they put it back up, I was just like, yeah, not gonna, you know, not gonna run the risk anymore. But I started making a, a free resource for content creators on YouTube for stock videos. Um, and uh, they took the channel down, but they it's back up now. But if you if you look for free stock vids is like one word, um, you'll see some clips up there that you can use. Um, but at scale, um, in terms of free stock, uh, stock B-roll, what I recommend that you do is that you just go to like Storyblocks. That's what I do. Um, go to storyblocks.com. Uh, and uh, there uh, you pay like a monthly fee or a yearly fee. I can't remember which one I do. Um, but basically with them, uh, they have just a huge archive of, of uh, stock footage that you can use. And then if you do end up running into an issue with it, um, then you can actually have them help you in terms of, you know, getting you the, the everything you need in order to be able to dispute the claim. Um, instead of like the, the problem when it comes to using stuff on like, um, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna call out any websites, but there's websites out there that have that type of thing. And the problem comes when, you know, when, when they allow other people to upload stuff, like when you allow other people to upload stuff, then, you know, like their checker, the person that checks to make sure that it's clear, um, they can be lazy that day or something could just, you know, pass by or whatever. And then they end up putting something up there that ends up getting, you know, cascading copyrights on all the different channels that use it. Same thing that runs in, uh, same thing happens with music as well. So you just have to be really careful where you get your stuff. That's why I recommend, um, that you either use a very trusted source, um, or that you just pay for it in terms of, you know, um, paying for you, your music subscriptions, paying for, um, your stock video subscriptions as well. And, you know, just a heads up, you know, once you're monetized on YouTube, it's a business. So once it's a business, you're going to have to pay taxes and all that good stuff. So those subscriptions are things that you're going to be able to write off. So, you know, they become business expenses at that point. So, you know, just keep that in mind as well. The heart of military life. Super chat. Message retracted. Not what you're saying there, but uh, but thank you for the super chat. I'm not sure uh, what you had. Uh, not sure what you had mentioned there, but thank you for the super chat. 
Um, let's see here. So as we keep on going through the list, um, let me look for the questions. Okay. When RPG Authority uh, says, uh, when is your book coming out? So I don't plan, I don't plan to uh, release a book. So one of the things that I joke about on the live stream when that, um, when that, you know, when that comes up is that if I were to do a book, mine would be uh, just like a coffee table book. It'd be like a 365 days of YouTube, something to where every day you open it up and, you know, this is a thing that you can, you know, work on or something you can discover uh, in your channel, your analytics, you know, something like that. That would be the book that I would do. It wouldn't be like a big conversational book because, um, you know, there's plenty of those and they're awesome. So, like, you know, why would I want to make another one of those? Um, so for me, I would do something that would be, you know, a little bit different. Um, so it'd be more like a, you know, wake up, have your coffee, you know, study this particular page, and then, you know, go and take action on that page would be the approach that I would take if I was going to do that. But I'm not going to do it. Um, it's not, at least not, you know, anytime in the near future. I just, it's just not in my, not in my sight. I'm working, I'm working on a lot of stuff right now. Um, so that's definitely not in my sights at the moment. So, um, Vincent Davis says, I do a live radio show and live stream it to YouTube and Facebook. Will I get YouTube in YouTube or Facebook trouble because the live stream includes copyright music on the commercials and intros and outros? You can, yeah. So, if you're using anything and it has music in it, like, for example, when I used to do regular uh, channel reviews on my live stream, I would never watch videos. The reason I wouldn't watch videos is because the audio, because I don't know, you know, if the person has the rights to it. I don't know if I have the rights that they have, you know, so because of that, I don't, I don't, you know, I, I, I never watched videos. Um, even in our Facebook group, um, uh, even there, we moved everything over to Zoom so that I can look at channels so that I can, you know, play videos and do all that stuff um, without having to lean on, you know, Facebook and worry about, you know, copyright issues there or YouTube and worry about copyright issues here. So absolutely, um, you can run into issues. Um, if, if you, if your stream or your radio show includes copyright, um, protected music. Now, one thing that you will find out if you've already got some of the stuff on YouTube is that you have copyright claims and you have copyright strikes with the copyright claims. Some people are, are cool with, with, you know, getting copyright claims. They don't care. Um, because with that, they're just claiming the ad revenue from the content. So if you're monetizing in other ways, whatever, then it's not that big of a deal. Um, and then there's a strike. A strike is when they're actually hurting the channel. A way to look at this is when it comes to a strike, that means they're actually like striking the channel, right? They're hurting you. But when it comes to a claim, that's not something that um, that's not something that hurts you necessarily. It just sucks to see it pop up in your um, studio. <laughs> so I have one claim on my channel. I, I, I kept my channel clean for a really long time. Um, then I had I actually showed a video of all things on a, on my uh, on a live stream, and that particular video um, it ended up actually having copyright protected music in it, and I got a claim um, from that particular video. So yeah, you 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 definitely can um, run into that problem. Okay, um, let's see here. Yeah, Roger says, uh, you're just like super resourceful today, Roger. <laughs> he says, uh, uh, Ian Corzine, uh, social media attorney. Yeah, if you go to iancorzine.com, for those of you with like copyright-related questions, that kind of thing, go to iancorzine.com. He can definitely send you um, in the right direction or help you directly. Um, let's see here. As we keep on going down through this list, okay, how to find a person to collaborate with. So this is a great question. So um, right out of the gate, there are communities um, all over the internet um, for YouTube content creators. You want to make sure that you're collaborating with somebody who um, who looks at things kind of the same way that you do in terms of, you know, you want to make sure that everything they're doing is legit, that, you know, the the way that they're approaching YouTube is similar to what it is that you're doing. You want to make sure that their skill sets are in par with what it is that you're doing as well. And you want to make sure that you have a good audience match. But um, once you 
once you identify that those things are 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 the way that things are, then um, then you can reach out to channels through their about me page. Every channel on YouTube, as long as it's set up properly, has a business inquiry email on their about me page. So what you do, go to their about me page. You're going to see that that button for the business inquiry email. You click on that. It's going to ask you if you're a robot. You're going to say no, unless of course you're a robot. If you're a robot then of course you would just walk away at that point in time. But as long as you're not a robot, then you would just click, you know, not a robot. Um, and then it will show you the email and then you can send them an email. And when you reach out to them, make sure that you reach out to them with an idea. Don't just be like, hey, you want to collab? Fill it out. Be like, you know, hey, uh, you know, I'm, I'm making this video and, you know, I think you'd be a great fit for this video. You know, would love if we could work on this project together. You know, this is my idea. This is kind of the, the bullet points or the rough script or, you know, the just general idea that I have for it. Um, you know, is this something that you would like to be a part of, right? So, um, so when it comes to collabs, you can do that. Um, there's also an app, um, like if you're in the U S um, and I think it might work in other countries as well, but if you're in the, if you're in the U S, um, as long as the app is still out there, um, I haven't been to the U S in a while, so I'm not sure. Um, but there's a, there's an app, uh, called collab space and, um, collab space is actually made for YouTubers looking to collaborate. Um, so you can check that out as well. Um, let's see here. So, okay. So what I'm going to do here, um, is I'm going to go into the form and then I have a couple of super chats and then we are coming back to the chat. So that's what's going on right now. So next question here that we have in the form, and just as a heads up, if you're just joining us, um, what we're doing right now is we are answering YouTube questions. So, excuse me, we're answering YouTube questions. So, um, if you have a question about what it is that you're doing on YouTube, you can put it in the form or, um, when I, when I mentioned to drop your question, just make sure that you have a queue in front of it and I'm pulling questions out of the comments, um, as well. So that's, what's going on here right now, just so you know, and just in case you're, you know, new to the stream. So Sark, Shark Scrapper says that they have an, um, edutainment channel. The goal of the channel is to share my love of scrapping and recycling while making a little bit of money. In the question, um, every week I update my stats. My traffic sources show browse averaging around 47% and suggested around 30. Sometimes they both close to around 40 each and then open um, from each other and then back again. Would there be value in trying to focus on one as versus the other? No. So as long as you're getting recommended, that's all that matters, right? So um, in terms of, you know, like getting traffic from one versus getting traffic from the other, um, both of them are gold mines. So you're, you're fine in either way. So if it goes a little bit more towards one one month and a little bit more towards the other another month, it's fine. You're still winning. You're still getting recommended. Um, so, you know, just keep doing what it is that you're doing because you're on the right path. <laughs> um, let's see here. So next up on our list, let's see here. So that was from the form and then here from the Super Chat. Okay, so we've got um, Vincent Davis. Says, oh, no, we got Vincent um, already. So next up, we have um, Lawless Baron says, I've got a, I've got four Patreons and channel members. What's the best way to draw more people to want to contribute to the channel? Awareness is a really big thing. Um, so, you know, like one of the things um, that you'll do as a YouTube content creator, um, most likely, you know, like once your channel, you know, is, is, is like doing well, is you'll start, you know, working with brands and stuff too. Maybe you'll start bringing attention to your own things. But one of the really cool things that we can do here on YouTube is we can bring awareness to things that are important to us. So for example, you know, like I keep mentioning, we have um, the live stream. I'm going to drop a link to this here um, in the chat again, but we have a live stream on Daryl Eve's YouTube channel um, next Saturday. And um, we're giving away like tons of stuff over there. Um, there's going to be a lot of different, you know, content creators there. A lot of people that, you know, you know, from learning about YouTube, other people are like, you know, entertainers and that kind of stuff. But a lot of, you know, really um, awesome information um, is going to be shared over uh, over there next Saturday. So I really recommend that you click on the reminder to, to make sure that you're notified when we go live over there. Um, but 
awareness is is a thing. So what you want to make sure that you're doing is just letting people know that you have those things available. And the more that you let people know that you have those things available, the more that people will come in. So when you are letting people know that you have those things available, don't just say things like support me on Patreon or, you know, become a channel member to support the channel. What you want to do is you want to tell people why they should participate. So, um, so for example, um, you know, like if you are doing something very specific in Patreon, let's say you're adding new content to them, or some people will send like postcards and, you know, do like, like live streams with their viewers, that kind of stuff. So what you would want to do is you'd want to say, you know, Hey, and just as a heads up, you know, if you want, you know, to participate in our weekly live streams, or you know, if you want to see some additional content, you know, from me that I don't put on the YouTube channel, it's exclusive content. Um, I have that available, um, over on my Patreon. Um, and you do things like that in order to spread awareness about it, um, um, that you have those other things available. And the people that are really into your stuff, those are the people that will go over and participate. But um, you can also do this with graphically. You know, like if you know how to make graphics, of course, you can go onto like placeit.net or you can go onto Canva, something like that. And um, and you can, you know, just use a template to make some type of graphic that you can just have, you know, um, at the bottom, you know, of your video or something like that to where it's like, you know, hey, you know, become a channel member for, you know, XYZ with a little arrow or you don't have to put an arrow to say, you know, link in the description, you know, something like that. Um, so then what you're doing there is you don't even have to interrupt your video and then you're spreading awareness through the visual um, graphic that ends up showing up on the screen. Um, let's see here. What is a good percentage of viewers Super to subscribers? Track. I'm at 20 to 30%. You're doing awesome. Yeah. So if you can hit like, you know, like 3%, then, then, you know, then you're, then you're doing pretty good. So at 20, 30%, if you're converting that high, then you are just rocking. It's funny. I was looking at a channel the other day. Um, I, like I looked at the channel and I was like, wow, it was really quick. They grew to like 40 something thousand subscribers. And then I looked at their view count and they had, it was like 47, I think thousand subscribers on the channel. And I looked at the view counts of the channel and it had like 56,000 subscribers. And I was like, huh, that math doesn't add up. Um, so what that particular channel is doing is either, you know, they, they're driving traffic from somewhere else, um, cause they have other YouTube channels too. So either they're driving traffic from somewhere else, um, or they're, you know, artificially inflating their numbers. I'm not sure which one. Um, but you know, like you at 20 to 30%, you're doing awesome. So, you know, just keep doing what you're doing. Um, if you're getting like a 20, 30% conversion on viewers to subscribers. Um, let's see here. Uh, do you think having a face cam is needed for streams? No, I don't. So, um, you know, like for example, um, I'm not sure if Beanie Draws is in here, um, but if, uh, if Beanie's in here, cause I just haven't seen his name squeeing by here yet. Um, but you know, like I know with him sometimes, um, at least he used to, I don't know if he still does. Um, but he would, uh, do like drawing live streams. So where basically he would just do like drawings live and, you know, people come in hang out and, and all that. There's some, you know, um, channels that do that same exact thing where they have art or, you know, they're making music or whatever it happens to be. And like the music streams, cause I'll watch some of those, but like the music streams, like they'll just have a shot that looks like this, but instead of all this stuff, you'll see like a keyboard and some like music equipment. And, um, and then they'll just be sitting there, you know, doing their thing. And, uh, and you know, they've got, you know, a bunch of viewers hanging out in the live stream. So you absolutely do not have to have show your face, but you do need to, and gamers too, duh, right. That's like the, that's, that's like the elephant in the room, right? Yeah. So gamers too, um, uh, you know, like a lot of gamers also don't show their face. So you do not need a face cam to have a solid live stream, but what you do need to have to have a solid live stream is value and, or some type of entertainment. Um, and with those, you know, those things, oh, he is, Beanie is in here. What's up, Beanie? Hope you're doing great, man. Um, but, but basically with those, um, you know, if you are adding tons of value or, you know, showing people how to do stuff, that kind of stuff, um, or if you're being just like, you know, super entertaining, but without showing your face, um, then people will definitely participate. Um, let's see here. 
Hello, Nick. I'm posting um, general news, including different topics. My question is about which category I should put my videos in, people in blogs or news. Um, if it's general news, then I would put it in news. Um, if it is you know, about very specific people, and I put it in people in blogs, at the end of the day, it's not really going to be that big of a deal. Um, so basically, there's the choices that we make when we're categorizing our content, and then there's the choices that YouTube makes on their system. So in addition to the handful of options that we have, they also have a lot more options that they categorize our content into. So because of that, just pick the best one, like whatever you think is the closest to what it is that you're talking about and then and then publish the video and then YouTube's going to take it from there. But like that isn't going to end up like making or breaking your video. Um, coding Arc um, says, what's the strategy for uh, choosing a channel name, a specific name to match your niche or generic name to be future proof in case you change your content? Your call. So like in your case, Coding Arc, right? So if you're like teaching people about coding or you're doing something related to coding, then of course that's something that you can lean on and that you can turn into an actual internet brand. Because you know when you're starting a YouTube channel, it's important to not just think of the YouTube channel, but it's important to think of yourself as somebody that is going to build a brand on the internet. Because right now you're just starting the YouTube channel, but if your YouTube channel starts doing well, then one of the things that's going to happen is down the road you'll end up you know getting if you don't already you'll have you know these other social platforms that you'll end up managing. You might end up you know having a website. You might end up doing a bunch of additional things that are all stuck to the coding art brand. So when it comes to your channel name, just a few quick tips. You want to make sure it's easy to remember. You want to make sure that it's available. And by available, I mean that you go to YouTube and you go to youtube.com slash coding arc and see if anybody has that name. If they have it already and it's not you, then I would pick a different name. Um, or I would just make sure that you can come up with something else. But if it's a used channel in terms of that, you know, they've got, you know, a bunch of people interacting with the channel, they got subscribers and all that, then I would just pick something else um, so that you can build your own brand. Um, when it comes to the name, you also want to check, you know, Twitter, Snapchat, TikTok, Instagram, all the places that you think that you might end up using in the future. You want to go ahead and secure those accounts. Um, same exact thing with your domain name. So when it comes to the domain name, um, you just want to go to, um, you know, like GoDaddy or something like that. GoDaddy, uh, Namecheap, there, there's tons of them. Um, but basically, you want to also put your channel name there and go ahead and get your website as well. If you're going to make that commitment, um, go ahead and get your website also. And by doing that, then what you're doing is you're kind of securing whatever name it is that you choose to go with um, all over the place. But when it comes to the actual name itself, one of the things that you just want to think about is, you know, um, if I'm making this channel for this reason, so let's just say, and I'm just saying this because your name is Coding Arc, but let's just say that you're making your channel to teach people about coding so that you can get better at coding through what it is that you're teaching others because you're going to have to continue pushing yourself so you can continue to share new information. But in addition to that, um, you are, um, let's say that you're also going to build like a course that you're going to drive people into to actually work with them on coding. Or maybe you're going to do consulting where you actually teach people one-on-one -on -one how to code over online. If that's what your goals are, then you'd build the entire thing around coding arc. Um, and then with coding arc versus just like a name like I use, um, the win with coding arc and using a name like that, a channel name or a brand name, the win with that is that down the road, like you don't even have to be involved. Like you can hire people to make the content, things like that. Um, of course, you know, you lose that personality side and then that personality gets split between different people that would be on the channel or another face other than yours. Um, but 
the coding arc name versus like using your name um, that that allows you a way more flexibility in terms of having other people help when it comes to your um, name if you're going to use your actual name um, that's great because then you get to build your personal brand which then leaves you tons of flexibility if you do decide to pivot down the road or something like that and you can also just continue to attach that name to additional channels if you end up starting something new or something like that if you choose to so you know there's there's pluses and minuses to both positives and negatives um, so it's just really sitting down and just writing down you know kind of like a you know like a like a one to five year plan and just thinking like you know what is it i'm trying to do with this what is it that it could possibly turn it into what is it that i you know what is it that i would like it to turn into if everything went perfectly you know and, and just getting all of those ideas out so that you can figure out which one would be the um you know the best way to go um a plus russian Super says chat. um should my channel logo have my picture in it so i'm a huge fan of pictures and this is going to sound horrible um, but I'm just being honest with you guys. So um, when I'm looking in my comments, I am more likely, because um, one of the things that I do, right, and because this helps me make better content for you, is, you know, like when I make a video about something and then I go down and I look through the comments, um, I'll, you know, some comments, I'll be like, huh, that's an interesting question. Let me see what they're doing on their channel, right? Or sometimes I'll just open up, you know, hey, it's an interesting channel name, whatever, and I'll open it up. Um, but when I'm looking at channels, um, the, the thing is, if it's a face, I'm way more likely to open it up and check it out and just be like, you know, Hey, wonder what's going on there versus if it's just like a logo. Um, and if it's just like, if it's like the default YouTube, I'll never click on those. But if it, if it's a face, then, then the likelihood of me clicking on that to go and like check out their channel or whatever, way higher. So that's just me. That's just my thing. Um, but in terms of, you know, one being better than the other, it's your call. I'm just letting you know my personal experience and how I use YouTube. Same exact thing goes if I'm in other people's comments or, you know, in live streams, whatever. I'm way more likely to, to just click on stuff uh, with faces compared to uh, just logos and stuff. Um, let's see here. What are the reasons to have low search impressions? Okay, it's getting some good stuff here. It says, what are the reasons to have some low search impressions? I'm following all the steps, but they're decreasing with every video. So um, search is just like every other surface on, of YouTube, um, which means that everything is based on performance. So if you are getting low search impressions, that means that the impressions that you do are that you are getting in search, you're not getting a great response from those impressions. Therefore, YouTube is prioritizing other content over yours, which means that you're not getting as many impressions. Um, in addition to that, when it comes to search, um, search traffic also fluctuates. So there's things that you know consistently get traffic over time, but then you know sometimes you know it can be up a little bit, sometimes it can be down. And when it comes to search, keep in mind you're only getting impression there when a user's looking for that thing, or YouTube has decided that your particular video ends up being a good you know uh, uh, a good possible solution for this query, this query, this query, this query, even though you just targeted one. Um, but every time somebody looks for something, that's when you would get that impression. So you know people could be looking for it less, or the videos could just be uh, you know not be performed as well as the other videos that are in search, which can then cause it to not get as many as uh, get as many impressions. Um, let's see here. Do, 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 do. I saw a thing about frame size. Here we go. Does YouTube algorithm promote 4K videos over 1080p? The YouTube algorithm um, doesn't necessarily promote YouTube content. I mean, it kind of does, but but what it actually does, like how this whole thing works is it doesn't necessarily say, you know, hey, uh, Devonch just, uh, yeah, Devonch just published a video, so let's promote this video. It doesn't work that way. 
how it actually works is you publish a piece of content based on the information that you've given YouTube and what YouTube has scraped from the video in terms of the things that are happening in your video, the things you say in the video, the things that you show in the video, all that, plus your metadata. YouTube is taking a guess based on all the information that it can gather. That was close. Based on, I'm just dumped coffee over all this. Um, based on all the information on that particular video, plus, you know, historically is your channel, that kind of stuff. They're trying to figure out what is this video about and who would be a great fit for this piece of content that's on the platform right now. And then when you publish that video, it's making that determination in real time. And then it starts showing your content to people based on how those people respond to your content is going to determine if it continues to get more views, more impressions, all that stuff or not. Um, when it comes to 4K or 1080p, it makes no difference in terms of how people are going to respond to that content. Some things I'm going to tell you to think about, though, um, on the viewer side. But when it comes to YouTube promoting a piece of content, if a 1080p video gets clicked on a lot, people watch that content, people subscribe to that channel, people are commenting like crazy, they're liking it, they're sharing it, they're clicking on the end screens, they're watching more 1080p content, then YouTube's going to promote that piece of content. Way, or not promote, but they're gonna they're going to make that available for people that are a good fit for it way more than a piece of 4K content that people aren't clicking on, people aren't really watching for that long, people aren't liking it, people aren't commenting on it, nobody's even making it to the end, nobody's sharing it, right? Like um, like it comes down to how people respond more than it comes down to the technical side. But here's the but that I was talking about. <laughs> so when um, when it does come to 4K though. Some things to think about is one, um, right now there is a huge increase in TV viewership on YouTube. What that means is way more people now. Um, and it just keeps like it's it's going like this. The way more people, as they're you know, stepping away from you know traditional TV, more people are just leaning into streaming services in general, and YouTube is one of those services. So people are in mass, like massively coming onto YouTube on TVs. So if the type of content that you make would be better for the viewer in 4K to where they can watch it on their TV and then everything's just crispier, let's say you're doing travel content, something to where, you know, there's a lot of visual things that they need to see, then, you know, having that 4K content could make your content a better fit for those particular viewers. And if those particular viewers that typically, let's say that if they have like a 4K TV, they just love watching 4K YouTube videos, then the likelihood of you getting suggested there, as long as your topic matches something that they might be interested in, would be higher than if you had a 1080p video, uh, for example. They still might show it to them, but in terms of the viewer clicking on it, if they're like, hey, I'm a 4K snob or an 8K snob, I'm only watching YouTube videos that are 4K on my TV because my TV looks great, then for those people, um, you know, if you have it in 4K, then you're, then you're, that's one, you know, check in your favor, so to speak. So because of that, at the end of the day, it comes down to performance. Um, but you do want to think of how people are viewing your content and you want to think about the future of YouTube. Um, so, you know, with a lot of viewership, majority is on phones, but, you know, TV viewership is definitely growing um, as well massively. Um, so because of that, you know, having that 4K footage is definitely going to help, um, definitely going to help people, um, you know, that enjoy the 4K content. Um, let's see here as we keep on going down this list. Um, let's see. I got a music cover channel. I heard from many educators that I should do some behind the scenes to liven up the content and attract people. What is your opinion on this? Um, I think that's, I think that's good. Um, you know, like if you have some traction, like if you have people that are interacting, I think that's okay. Um, if you have a community feed, if you have stories, um, then I would use that more for that. And then I would use the, you know, the actual content that the music that you're publishing as the main content on the channel. Um, of course, you know, you could work in some vlog stuff like 
like, hey, here I am at the studio or here I am in my home studio. We're working on this song. Here's, you know, the 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 the, the chorus for this or, you know, here's the instrumental for this or the, the first part of the instrumental, you know, whatever it happens to be um, to where, you know, people can actually over a period of time kind of watch a song come together and then see the final product. If you put a video together, like an actual music video, um, so they can actually be a part of that process. There's that definitely an advantage to that. But right now, if you don't have a lot of activity on the channel, things like that, then I would actually lean more on just covering like trending, you know, trending songs. Um, and then once you start getting that activity, then trying to get that personality side into where you're just having more touch points, because with a music video, you know, you're probably by time, it, you know, the time it takes you to make a song, make a music video, edit the music video to a point to where, you know, it's good for putting it up onto YouTube um, like that, you know, it can be some time there. So because of that, once you do start getting that activity on your channel, you're going to have to figure out um, like, hey, you know, am I just going to only put out, you know, like the the songs because, you know, I put out, you know, like we, we make these songs as good as we can and people respond to these when we put them out, even though we only put out like one a month, right? Because there's some channels that do that. Um, then in that case, just lean into that. Use your stories, use your community tab, those types of things to, you know, get people in your personality, show them behind the scenes type stuff. Um, but when it comes to the video content itself, you know, uh, I would definitely make sure that you are writing trends um, for your covers if possible, or at least extremely popular songs, but just make sure that you're awesome. And what I mean by that is there's tons of people on YouTube trying to make it in music. And the ones that stand out are the ones that are like really good. And, um, and you know, like I'm, I'm hoping that like in your case that you're, that you're really good at music because then you're going to have like a really good chance of like really like taking off here. Um, if you're, if you're, if your music's like, okay, then in that case, just try to come up with, um, you know, really unique ways that you can do the cover. So like, let's say, for example, a song comes out, everybody's doing the cover to where it's like, hey, we're, everybody's doing this acoustic cover. And you're like, well, hey, I'm going to do this acoustic cover, but we're going to do like acoustic with banjos instead, just so it's a totally different experience for the people that watch it, you know, take that type of approach in order to stand out um, versus just trying to be like another acoustic cover as an example. So, um, so um, keep those types of things in mind. Um, let's see here. Tinkerman Mick, thank you for super the track. super chat. I appreciate super sticker. I appreciate it. Um, let's see here. So Psycho Nation says, I always thought a logo was better to show your brand. Um, so like it's it's fine. I'm just saying, like, my personal preference. Like when I'm when I'm looking around at stuff, like I'm way more likely to like you for me, YouTube is a people thing, right? I'm on there watching people. Um, and if I'm not watching people, I'm watching things that people have created. Um, and you know, like I'm interacting with people in comment sections and live streams, stuff like that. So for me, since I look at YouTube as a people thing, Hey, Eileen, hope you're doing great. Um, since I look at YouTube as a people thing, um, then, you know, that's why I, you know, just respond to the faces and stuff more because I, I look like when I see the logos, like I typically associate the logos with people that, you know, maybe aren't on camera or, you know, they're, they're, they just don't want to put their face and stuff like that type of thing. Um, I just respond better. And it might just be because, you know, in my case, I put myself, you know, in, in my, uh, in my image as well. And I put myself out there. So it could just be like a, you know, Hey, these people are kind of like me in terms of, you know, they put themselves, you know, on all their stuff. Um, it could be that I don't know. Um, but in terms of, you know, like your logo, logos are important from a branding perspective, but you know, I just, I just lean really hard on the people side of, uh, of YouTube. Um, let's see here. I still don't want to reveal who I am. That's perfectly okay. You don't have to, you never do, you know, like some people, you know, they, they have YouTube channels for years and years and years, and they just keep their, you know, they keep their, their themselves private and that's totally okay. Um, let's see here as we keep on looking, um, we have Alice Turner saying, I love using my community tab polls, um, as well. Yep. 
Oh, polls do so well. Absolutely. Yeah, especially if you can take it down to like two or three questions, usually two um, ends up doing the best. But what's cool is you can actually see now um, in your analytics, they show you the activity that you had on your posts, which is really cool because then you can go in and you can notice like, hey, when I do these things or ask these questions in this way, um, then I get way more engagement on my community posts than, uh, than, uh, than you know, when I don't do it that way. <laughs> so um, Tinkerman Mick says, um, pair character punching the air with fist. Oh, nope, it did it again. So I'm testing something right now. So when the super stickers come through, the thing that I'm testing actually like spells out the sticker. So, um, so it spelled out this like fist bump, you know, thing like that was, uh, that was great. So, um, let's see here. What's your opinion on a contest video this is from Tommy T's extreme roller coasters says, what's your opinion on a contest video, like giving prizes to people who can find hidden objects in a video. Um, it would increase watch time. Right. Um, so in terms of a contest video, like, Hey, by the way, somewhere in this video, I hid one frame. I, I remember Mr. Guitar Man. Um, back in the day, I used to watch Mr. Guitar Man religiously. And uh, one thing that he would do is stuff like that. He'd be like, you know, hey, there's one frame in this video uh, where, you know, where I show something. And if you can find that frame and be the first person to, like, email me about it, then, you know, then you'll win, like, you know, whatever it happens to be. So, um, and I'm not sure, because I don't want to lead you in the wrong direction here. I'm not sure if that would fall under their new rules of artificial engagement or not, um, because, you know, it is kind of like a trick thing to do, but it is kind of fun as well, you know, for the viewers. So I'm not really sure um, how that would fall, you know, how that would fall into that. Um, I recommend that you actually make that post in the YouTube community forums just so that you can make sure that maybe like a, you know, one of their trusted flaggers, you know, or somebody would come in um, or maybe a YouTube employee will actually answer that question for you. Um, but I would definitely ask that in their community forums because that's a really great um, question, especially if you're breaking it down to, you know, like, hey, in one of my scenes, I've got something sitting in the background. It's like a red thing, um, you know, so then, you know, it encourages people to find it. Um, but I would actually mention that at the end, though. Um, or towards the end so that those people have to like go back through and, and find it. But, um, but again, I would, I would definitely get clarification from YouTube um, from one of their channels in terms of either on the creator insights channel on the, um, by, by adding team YouTube and YouTube creators on Twitter um, and by posting in their YouTube community forums. Um, let's see here. That's a good one though. Love that question. Um, let's see here. We got those. Okay. Um, let's hear, do you think that a face cam allows you to connect with other people easier? Um, I do because, you know, when you have, uh, when you have a face cam, then people can, you know, they can see you. And when people can see you, it's just like, you know, having a conversation in person sort of. So, you know, because of that, you know, that connection side of thing is definitely there. Um, like for example, um, there was a channel that I that I got into recently um, called Trago. Uh, not recently, maybe like a year ago. Um, but it's it's a great channel. Um, he just doesn't upload as much as I would like him to. But he's really like his voice. Like as soon as you hit play, you're just like, whoa! I'm watching this whole video. Um, but basically, on Trago's channel, um, I would have loved to have actually seen him and you know seen him talking about the stuff. But he just did voiceovers and showed the actual things that he was talking about in movies. Um, but uh, but in a situation like that, you know, it definitely would have been a stronger connection for me um, to be able to see him um, as well. But, you know, people can also get connected to other things as well, like, you know, animation. You know, people get connected to characters there and that kind of stuff. So, you know, it doesn't necessarily need to be you. But if you're doing, um, like, gaming, then in that case, you know, it's a little bit different. People will still connect your personality through your voice. Um, but, you know, it definitely kind of levels things up a little bit when they can see you, though. 
Um, let's see here. Blind guy with his wife um, says that um, YouTube has enabled live stream polls, but I haven't seen it yet. Um, I will show you a live stream poll right now. Um, do you guys want to see it actually on screen or you want to see how it all goes together? If you want to see how it how to actually make it, um, I'll show you really quick. Um, just let me know and I will um, I'll share that part of the screen and just show you exactly what it you know how it goes down. Um, if not, then I'll just do the po the poll really quick. Um, let's see here. So really quick, while I'm waiting for that. If you're enjoying the show, remember to give it a thumbs up and share it with a friend right now. Okay. So um so I will make this. Let's see here. Share screen. Let's go with the Chrome tab. We've got that, 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 that. Streaming studio. Hmm. Okay, here we'll just do it this way then. Let's just do a window. There we go. Okay, so I'm going to take this down here so that we can, um, so that you can see it. So, of course, you know, the, I, I wish I could zoom in on this a little bit, but basically, oh, it's funny because I'm sharing the screen. I got this little uh, indicator down here. Hold on. How did that open up? Okay, let's see. Let's shrink this down, bring it up a little bit so everybody can see it a little bit better. Okay, so, um, so basically what you do is, um, is right down here. So you have your emojis. And then, of course, you have your thing where you send your chat. But right here, for those of you that have this feature enabled, um, and if you don't have it yet, they're rolling it out. Um, same thing with the uh, with the live stream uh, trailer. But basically, I just click that little icon there that's next to the emojis, the little poll option, and then it shows this. And then here, I'll put uh, you know how many subs do you have on your channel? And then uh, let's see here. Let's say um, under one thousand over 1000 bam okay so then now that that's in there um let's see here you can see right up here at the top of the screen um i'm not sure what your view is going to look like because i have another pinned thing as well um i'm not sure what your view is going to look like but um but definitely fill out this poll um just because i'm just curious but um in addition to that um on my end and you can actually watch live um, as these different results are coming in, you can see, you know, that you get the real time, you know, results as you guys are answering these, um, these questions as well. So, so far 45 votes, and then you can kind of see it, you know, sliding around 50 votes. Now, um, we're at 77% under a thousand, 23% over, um, 1000, we're up to 60, you know, already. So, but anyway, like you can see, like, that's how you, um, that's how you put it all together. So it's pretty easy. Um, you know, you just click the button, um, and then you are good to go. Lil Crafty Nook says she just crossed 30,000 views. Congratulations to you. High five fist bump. Nice work to you uh, for, for hitting that milestone. All right. So um, let's see here. Next up on our list, we've got, I'm going to go into the um, form for this one. And then after the form, I'm going to hop back into the chat. So um, right here, we've got Martin Hulings Calming Anxiety is the um, channel name. The type of channel is Mindfulness and Health. The goal of the channel is to surpass my podcast, 2.2 million views in 18 months in the podcast world. High five and fist bump to you. Nice work. If you can do that good in podcasting, you'll probably crush on YouTube. Um, but it says, um, I'm about to launch a mental health app to complement my brand and my niche. What would be a good solution to find a viral moment to get the word out? Um, and I want to take on calm in headspace. Oh, that's great. You know, like just as a quick sidebar here or a quick side note, um, like I think I'm, there's tons of like meditation apps, but I think that 
um, you know, as many types of things like this that, that, you know, people can put out into the world, um, the, the better off, you know, everybody's going to be. Um, so like one of the books that got me into, um, and again, like I'll answer your question here in a second, but one of the, one of the books, um, that got me into meditation was called, um, or it is called search inside yourself. And I literally just started listening to that again today. Um, so I read the first version, um, or the first time through, and I literally just started, um, this is it right here. Um, but I literally just started, uh, listening to that today again, just as like a refresher. And, um, just for those of you that don't know, this is actually written by, um, by the, uh, you know, ambassador to Google, um, the guy that would show like presidents and celebrities and, you know, people like that, um, you know, like through Google. Um, but they basically developed a program there, um, to where, you know, for Google employees, they basically took them through this mindfulness workshop, um, over like an eight week period. And they called it search inside yourself. And this is about the results they got out of it. And they, you know, it's all a science-based approach and all that. Um, but excellent book. If you're considering meditation, um, this is, you definitely want to start here. Um, let me take it back to here. You definitely want to start with that um, book or audio book um, because, you know, it, it's like, it can be a game changer in terms of just your day-to-day experience. But anyway, so in terms of your, um, you know, launching the app to complement your brand, what would be a good solution to find a viral moment to get the word out? Um, I think that um, in your particular case, the approach I would take is if I was going to do that, um, instead of trying to take advantage of a viral moment, I would take, con- I would make consistent content on your YouTube channel and I would run ads on anybody that's made a video about Headspace or Calm if you're going after them. So one thing that you can do in YouTube ads, basically make an ad for your app and then run that ad on every YouTube video that you can find within your budget, of course, um, every video that you can find where they make very specific videos about Calm and Headspace. Um, I would also target videos that are looking for like meditation apps where it's like, hey, the best meditation apps, whatever. I would target those videos as well um, so that you can get in front of the right people right away quickly. Um, So what I would do is I would take some of the podcast uh, income that you're making and I would reinvest that into the app and marketing for the app. Um, and I would, I would make consistent, uh, content on your channel as well. Um, but I would also target, like if people are looking for meditation apps, then I would, you know, I would target them, um, on YouTube and Google as well. Um, but I would also put, you know, ads in front of, uh, YouTube videos. Excuse me. Um, let's see here. So as we, Hey, my pleasure, my pleasure. So um, let's see here. In addition to that, now, if you have a question, go ahead and drop it in the chat right now. Make sure you put a Q in front of the question so that I know it's for me and not a side conversation in the chat. And while those questions are coming in one more time, um, I want to just bring awareness here um, to a live stream that we're doing next Saturday. It's going to be like an 8 to 10 It's a long live stream. It's like going to be like an eight to 10 hour live stream. And during that live stream, we are going to, um, we're going to be showing, oops, during that live stream, we are, this is the live stream itself, um, but we're going to be giving away um, one, tons of helpful YouTube advice. Two, we're also going to be giving away um, like StreamYard has stuff they're giving away. Camtasia has stuff they're giving away. Spreadshop has stuff that they're giving away. I'm giving away stuff um, related to Tuber Tools. Um, I know Daniel Battelle is giving away some consulting. Um, I think a few other people are giving away some consulting as well. Um, and, and in addition to that, there's like a bunch more stuff that is also um, that is also going to be given away there. So you definitely want to make sure, and I'm going to drop this link here um, as well in the chat. Go over there, click the reminder on option. There you go. Click on that reminder on button right here, right? So that you can make sure that you get notified. And it's going to be on Daryl Eve's channel. You can see that right down here. Um, but that's going to be next next week. And just as a quick heads up too, um, let me click on this. 
So for those of you that know Owen, or for those of you that just want to go ahead and, you know, and, and contribute here, um, I'm going to just drop this in the chat as well. So, you know, for those of you that are already in the community that, that are already familiar with Owen, if you are like, you know, hey, yeah, I would love to, you know, toss a, you know, toss a few bucks over there or whatever. Um, you know, the link is right there in the chat, you know, feel free to, um, to head over there and, um, you know, and to donate um, as well, because, you know, this is going to be, you know, a, a, a pretty, a pretty crazy experience that he's getting ready to go through again for the second time. So, um, so, you know, because of that, you know, all the, all the help that he can get is, um, is definitely, um, definitely appreciated. So um, let's see here. So um, Alice Turner says, I hit the reminder for next Saturday. Fantastic. So yeah, so with that, um, I'm not going to be streaming here. So Nimmin Live is not going to be on next Saturday. Um, it's going to be over there is where we're going to be having that party. So um, so you'll definitely want to make sure that you are, um, that you're over there. Um, okay, so let's see here. So next up on our list, we have the Dude Abides. That's what I'm talking about right there. That's what I'm talking about. I love that movie. Absolutely love it. Um, let's see here. Do, 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 do. Says I'll get on that right away. Yeah. So just a quick heads up, Martin. So, um, so, so what you want to look into is if you go into, um, if you go into Google AdWords, then you're going to see, uh, or Google Ads, then you're going to see um, uh, the video advertising. So what they let you do in there, just in case you don't know, is they let you target specific videos or specific channels um, on YouTube. You can also do discovery ads to where if somebody searched for something, you have like a text-based ad that comes up. Um, so keep in mind that premium users on YouTube aren't going to see them. Um, but for people that are not premium users on YouTube, they will see those ads. So um, so you can, you can narrow it down to like one video. So what I recommend that you do um, is that you just hop into YouTube search and you just start looking for uh, looking for videos. Hit me up on Twitter. Um, if you get a chance, just send me a DM because I have another tip that I want to give you as well in terms of looking at the channels and looking at like the 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 activity that's happening on that video like in real time um, so that you can make sure that the videos that you are going to be advertising against are also, you know, still doing well in the channel in terms of, well, actually, if it, if it comes from the search term, don't even worry about it because that's if you're actually looking at their video page. But if it's coming from the search result, then then it's fine because then you would only have to pay for it, you know, and people actually click on it and watch the certain amount of the ad anyway. Um, but with the ads on YouTube, just as a heads up, um, you also, after a, a certain time, like you don't get charged unless they actually watch the ad for a certain amount of time as well. So keep that in mind as well to where you can spread some additional awareness um, that won't end up, um, you know, to where you'll get more awareness that you actually pay for um, as well. So keep that in mind too. Um, let's see here. Okay. So um, as we keep on going through the list, let's go ahead and uh, get those questions in here. So you got a question, go ahead and just put a cue on it and uh, drop it in the, uh, drop it in the chat. And, uh, and we will see uh, about answering those questions. Says, um, how to increase pacing in how-to channels. So that really comes down to like pacing is really like the, the, the speed at which you go through your video, right? Like what it kind of feels like to go through the video. So to increase it, um, try to speak quicker, um, try to edit tighter. Um, and by doing those types of things, also, um, also making sure that when you edit that you are, um, for example, like if you're really trying to speed things up, um, when you edit, you can actually have it to where your audio will start just a little bit, um, before the actual video starts itself. So if you have, you know, where you're saying something and then you can switch to another clip, but then the, um, the audio for that clip actually starts happening right before that clip comes in that can keep things like super tight, um, in your edits. Um, but speaking just a little bit quicker, um, can do that also, you know, just getting really tight, um, on your edits can also, um, increase the pacing as well. Um, and just kind of make everything move. In addition to that, a lot of cuts 
also do that um, similar effect because you have what they're hearing, plus you want to have what it is that they're seeing. So you want to sync all of that stuff up when you're doing your edit and make sure that um, that you know you're having a lot of yeah the J cut, um, but you want to make sure that you are. Um, uh, that you're, you're changing things up a lot and things like that, adding, you know, stock footage, adding your own footage, adding, you know, graphics, adding little text things that pop up and say something and then go away, you know, little things like that. Um, let's see here. How often do you recommend uploading new content as much as you want? You know, like when it comes to uploading to YouTube, you have, um, like you have, like, that's the, that's the wonderful thing about it is like, you have your own thing that you can do here. So, um, when it comes to your upload schedule, what I recommend is I recommend that you are um, really focused on just making sure that you are balancing like how hard you're going on YouTube and how well it fits into your life. Because, you know, it's a, it's a long-term thing. This advice was given to me a long time ago. I didn't take it um, the way that I should have and I ended up burning out because of it. So I'm telling you now, from my experience, like make sure that you are uploading at a pace that you're gonna be able to sustain over a very long period of time, even if your lifestyle changes a little bit. Um, and the reason for that is because, you know, you might be able to get your, your channel going quickly. You might, it might take you a little bit of time, but if you see it through and you keep working on your skill set, you'll do fine. Um, but you wanna make sure that as you are putting content out that you're able to do so at a pace that you're able to maintain for a long time. So what I recommend that you do um, is if possible, you know, try to upload weekly if you can. Some channels just upload bi-weekly or monthly and they still do fine. Um, but, you know, if you are uploading more, then you're getting more experience faster, right? You're getting more experience faster. YouTube is getting data faster in terms of who the right people are to see your content, who the people are that are responding the most to it. Um, so the more that you upload, the faster everything can happen, so to speak, in terms of you just developing your skill sets quicker, being able to make better videos, being able to optimize your videos better, being able to make better thumbnails, write better titles, because you're just gonna have to do it a lot in order to make a lot of content. So your skill sets will improve quicker, the faster, the more that you upload. So because of that, you wanna balance out and think like, okay, what can I handle? What can I fit into my lifestyle? And how fast do I want this thing to move? And how fast do I really want to get really good at this? And then you want to use that information as, um, you know, as your determining factor on how often that you should upload. If possible, try to do it weekly. Um, just so that you can at least be working that muscle because if it starts becoming like a once a month thing, then in that case, you know, it can be to where it's like, oh, well, you know, three weeks has went by since I've even worked on a video. And, you know, because of that, like, yeah, you know, the, the next thing you know, you won't even be doing it. So if you commit to like once a week, then that also becomes like a, like a more consistent commitment as well. So then you can actually start building the process of coming up with ideas and writing out your scripts or bullet points for your videos and putting your videos together in terms of recording them and editing and all that stuff. You can actually work it into your lifestyle so that that entire process fits with the flow of how you live your life um, if you start working it into your, into your weekly cycle. Benji Travis in the house. What is up, my man? So, um, so Benji Travis says um, every Saturday morning, you the man, Nick, you the man, Benji. So here's here's the thing. So my um, my brother and Benji are going to be going live in 86 minutes on um, on the video influencers channel. So those of you that um, that like Benji and those of you that like my brother D, um, let's see here, D and Benji's stream. Um, here's a link to that. So head over. I'm just seeing you guys everywhere to click reminders, right? So head over there. Make sure you click that reminder um, so that after this stream is done that you can, you know, hop over there and you can enjoy um, their stream as well because they're going to be talking about YouTube shorts. I know there's been some questions here um, about YouTube shorts as well. Um, so because of that, you know, make sure that you are um, heading over there, marking that reminder so that when they go live that you're also uh, showing up over there as well. Um, let's see here. How can my videos get recommended on YouTube? I upload Minecraft videos. So 
when it comes to getting your videos recommended on YouTube, um, it really comes down to the performance of your videos. It comes down to the topics of your videos, things like that. So even though you're doing Minecraft videos, when you start being specific about your Minecraft videos, then what can happen there is you can start, you know, being recommended next to other videos that are talking about, um, you know, the similar specifics of Minecraft. Um, in addition to that, just talking about Minecraft itself is one thing, but when you can start getting a little bit more specific, then you can start getting suggested traffic from, you know, other specific videos. You can also, you know, target search terms if you want. And in addition to that, um, other things that, that is a really important thing to make sure that you know, is that if you want to get your videos recommended more on YouTube, people have to respond to your videos at a, um, in a positive way from the recommendation features. So what that means is if your video shows up on a homepage, people need to click on it at a fair amount or competitive amount. People need to enjoy that content um, and be satisfied by that content at a competitive amount so that YouTube can identify that it's a good piece of content that is, um, I, I don't know, if, I, I don't wanna use the word worthy because that's that's a bad way to, to, to frame it. But basically like um, you want to, um, if your content's performing, then it's something that makes sense for them to, you know, for their system to show more people because it's helping them achieve what it is that they want, which is giving viewers the right content at the right time that they're most likely to enjoy it and giving them an awesome experience, right? So that they'll keep coming back to YouTube so they can keep showing them ads or keep paying YouTube premium or keep spending super chat money or whatever it happens to be. Like they're trying to get people to come back onto the platform and just keep them here because they're having an awesome experience, which is why YouTube is is gigantic, right? Because they focus on that. <laughs> so, so because of that, what you want to think of is you want to think, okay, if that's what YouTube's trying to accomplish, is they're trying to keep people on platforms, trying to you know keep people clicking on content that they that they enjoy and that they're satisfied by, then in that case, I need to make sure that I'm making that type of content. So if I'm not currently making that type of content, I can't get people to click on it a lot, can't get people to watch it, you know, for more than 30 seconds, then in that case, I need to start working on my skill sets because YouTube isn't going to magically all of a sudden just start showing my content to people if I don't, if I don't start making better content. So because of that, um, if you're not getting for everybody here, um, for all of us, you know, I, I put out duds from time to time too, right? I put out videos where I'm like, yeah, you know, they should like this. You know, this is good. We put some thought into this, um, but you know, I'll publish it and it just won't do well. You know, it happens to me too. But what I'm saying is, you know, you need to put out more winners than you do losers. <laughs> so because of that, um, you know, just keep, if you're just putting out, you know, content that just isn't getting any traction, then focus more on, on building the skill sets to help you make better content and focus less on the actual, like, Hey, this is how many subscribers I'm getting. Because, you know, at the end of the day, what you, what you need to do is you need to raise the skill sets up in order to be able to get people to respond to what it is that you're doing. So once you can do that, then of course, then, you know, it becomes a much easier process process once you have those skills, because once you learn how to write titles that people can respond to, how to make thumbnails people respond to, how to make video content people respond to, like once you learn those skills, like you're going to, you're going to do great here because then you can just repeatedly just put out good content. It might not be the best content you've ever made sometimes. And sometimes it might be, but you can continually put out content that's competitive for the platform that they'll continue to show to people. So that's the idea. Um, what's your view on YouTube premieres? I think YouTube premieres are cool. Um, I think that YouTube premieres, um, should be used. People use them for a bunch of different reasons, but I think that they should be used, um, for premiere worthy things. So, you know, when, when channels premiere, like all the videos that they published, um, I'll actually, I've unsubscribed from a handful of those, um, because it makes the, you know, it's like, why are you doing that? Because of course there's the interaction side. Like, hey, I just want to, you know, connect with people. Plus the people in the premieres are more likely to watch the video to the end and that kind of stuff. Um, but like for me, 
like I look at premieres as like a special type of thing. Like, hey, like for example, um, like if I had a video that I'd worked on, it was something new. It was like a piece of hero content, which means it's something that's like, you know, a much bigger project that I normally work on. It's meant to be, you know, for a much larger group of people, that kind of thing. Then in that case, I might do a premiere for it. Um, however, if I'm, you know, making a video about anything else, um, it doesn't necessarily, you know, um, it's not necessarily worthy um, of a premiere. So that's my thought on, um, on premieres. Um, let's see here. I find, um, let's see here. I mentioned my channel on Instagram and Twitter, and I find that I get more viewers that way. Absolutely. You know, like those types of things, you know, it does come down to spreading awareness, right? Um, it comes down to spreading awareness because, you know, if you have other social media platforms, every person that knows that you have a YouTube channel that already follows you elsewhere, that's one other person that can come over and, and enjoy your content because they're already following you elsewhere because they enjoy your content. So if you, if you match that up with what it is that you're doing on YouTube, then of course, yeah, you'll definitely bring people over. Um, let's see here. Would it make better sense to change the name of your, would it, would it ever make sense to change the name of your channel? Absolutely, Mike. So when it comes to your channel, um, you know, one of the reasons that you might want to change the name of your channel is like privacy, for example, because, you know, you're in the same boat as me to where we put ourselves out there with our names, which means that, you know, like email addresses and, you know, things like that, you know, it becomes where people can just kind of reach out to us at, at times and at places that you might not necessarily want to be reached out um, to, like getting a Skype call at three in the morning, as an example. So because of, because of that, um, you know, that would be a reason um, to change a name if you do run into those types of things. Um, in addition to that, let's say that you're channel is made for the purpose of bringing awareness to um, like, I'm not sure what your situation is or what it is that you're doing with your YouTube channel. I'm just giving you a scenario, but like, let's say that your YouTube channel is made for the purpose of complimenting your company. Let's say that you have a, um, a business of some kind and you have your YouTube channel, even though it's under your name, um, it's still made for the purpose of complimenting your company. And down the road, let's say that you want to sell your company. Well, in that particular case, um, the company by itself, sure, there's that, but to make your YouTube channel like a real asset for that company, um, they're going to need to put somebody else um, on your YouTube channel so they can keep content going out. So if you're always in your videos, that's fine. But if the channel name is, is your name, then in that case, let's say like a six months um, ahead of time, three months ahead of time, you'd want to switch it to the company name or a brand name so that you could, you know, start having other people come in on the channel, start introducing some of the people that might be taking things over, that kind of thing. So then it becomes not about you, it becomes about the company, which then other people can get involved with it. So, you know, those are those are reasons to change the channel name. In addition to that, um, you also have, if you started your channel, um, like in your case, Mike Wilson Golf, let's say that you find out that, okay, um, uh, when I started my channel, I didn't really know to look and see if youtube.com slash Mike Wilson Golf was available. And when I look, I find out that there's like 800 other channels named Mike Wilson Golf. Um, and somebody has the youtube.com slash Mike Wilson Golf. Um, if that's the case, then for the sake of helping yourself stand out, you might want to change the channel name so that you can have something that's a little bit more unique. So that type of thing happens in a lot in like gaming channels to where it'll be like, you know, awesome gaming YT right? Things like that to where you know, like, uh, it, it's just kind of like an easy name. So people will pick it and then they won't know to research it. And then they'll end up with a channel name that is pretty much impossible to find because there's a million different channels with the same name. So, you know, those are just some, some, some different scenarios for you on, um, on, on reasons um, that it would make sense to change channel names, you know, in, in different parts of the uh, journey. Um, let's see here. Can you tell me what to do when my subs are not gaining from one month and I'm trying my best? Um, keep going. So what you need to do if your subs are not gaining um, after one month is you want to you want to focus less on on the subs that you're gaining, because, you know, if it's something to where it's a pain point to where you're thinking to yourself, 
like, oh man, you know, like I'm trying to get these subscribers and just nobody's subscribing to my content. Like there's a reason that they're not subscribing to your content. And that reason could be that you're just not getting enough views. Um, so just the numbers aren't working out in terms of the amount of people seeing the content to where some of them are gonna subscribe. Um, or it could be to where it's just not clear the value that they're getting out of what it is that you're doing yet. So what can change is that you can, you know, like like you keep hearing me talk about here in the stream today, um, you can, you know, you can really work hard on your skill sets in terms of, you know, learning how to make good thumbnails, um, learning how to write good titles, learning how to make better video content. And in terms of looking at your video content and understanding, you know, what needs to be better, YouTube gives us our audience retention reports, which shows us a second by second graph of how people are responding to what it is that we're doing. Um, of course, now that they have chapters introduced, some of that is getting a little bit crazy now. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, um, what YouTube is trying to do is they're trying to, you know, just create a bunch of satisfied users on the platform, uh, just people enjoying content. So you need to develop the skill sets in order to give people an awesome experience, regardless if you have chapters in there, you don't have chapters, whatever, to where people are just enjoying the content that you're putting out. So right now, um, instead of getting frustrated by not having um, a lot of people converting into subscribers, just focus all of your efforts for the next like six months, just focus all of your efforts on like learning the, 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 the skills of the trade, right? Learning the, learning the skills of the craft. And when you focus on learning all the skills of the craft, then those things that you're actually wanting from YouTube, those are gonna come because then you're able to get people to click, then you're able to give people a good quality experience. And when you can do both of those things, then what's going to happen is you're going to notice, wow, people are starting to subscribe to my channel. Now I'm starting to get more views. People are starting to like my videos more. I'm getting a lot more comments now because you focused on the things that matter, the things that actually cause channels to do well, which is I'm learning how to get people to click. I'm learning how to create content that people enjoy and how to get them to further engage. Therefore, all of those things start hap happening more naturally. So just as a heads up, so um, on my, on this channel that you're watching right now, cause I have another channel um, as well um, that I started and then left after a bunch of videos. Um, but on this channel that you're watching right now, it took me five months to get my first 150 subscribers on this channel. So just as a heads up, like if you're not getting, you know, a lot of results right now, like, you know, you're not alone. Like there's a lot of people in this chat right here that are also in a similar boat to where, you know, they've been going for a month, they've been going for two months and they're just not getting a lot of people subscribing yet. Um, it's part of the, it's part of the journey, right? It's part of the process. So just embrace that part of the process instead of looking at it, like you're doing something wrong, or instead of looking at it, like, like, oh, you know, there's just so much to learn or instead of looking at it like, you know, oh, this is never going to work. I've got, you know, all these different things to do. Look at it like, okay, I'm new at this. So I'm going to give myself a break and I'm going to understand that I'm new at this. And I'm going to understand that I just have things that I need to learn in order to get better at this. Just like if you were to start cooking today, um, if you were to start cooking today and you've never cooked anything before, you're going to have to learn a lot about, you know, spices and, you know, all the different ingredients that you can put together and things like that. Um, if you start playing an instrument today, you're not going to just pick up a piano or a guitar and, and, and be that person that's going to be, you know, you're just going to be able to just, you know, riff it out. Or, you know, if you're on a keyboard where you're going to be able to play Mozart, um, you know, like right when you sit down at, at the piano, you know, that takes, you know, years of, of practice and experience to get good at. So with YouTube, it's a similar thing to where depending on the skills that you come onto YouTube with, you might be starting at zero in terms of like, man, I've never written anything on the internet before where I have to like trigger people to click on this. I've never used imagery before. I've never even used graphic software to try to make something before. I've never had to take a photo. Like I've sure I've, everybody's taken pictures, but I've never had to take a photo and think about 
how, like, is this photo going to illustrate what might be happening in this video um, as it relates to why somebody should click on this, right? So if you just haven't done those types of things before, then you have to go through the process of developing, you know, the ability to do all those things effectively, right? In some cases, you know, you might have some innate ability to where you're like, you know, you come on, you're like, you know what, I kind of get it. And, you know, you do the things and you end up putting things together and then the channel does well, like right out of the gate. Um, you know, th that happens as well. But if you are not, you know, one of those people, then you have to do what the rest of us do, which is like, you got to go through the process of, you know, developing those skills and learning how to do all this stuff. And like I said before, like, please don't get discouraged. Like, you know, when it, when it comes to this, especially, you know, with you just being, you know, a month in like, um, uh, a, a friend of mine, he comes on this stream on a regular basis, Roberto Blake. Um, awesome YouTuber. Um, you should definitely check out his channel. Um, but basically, uh, one of the things that he recommends to people is just focus like for your first, like however long on YouTube, focus on making, uh, like a hundred crappy videos. And the idea there is that as long as you're paying attention, as long as you're actively trying to improve over the course of that 100 crappy videos, you're going to end up developing an amazing skill set that's going to, by the time you get to that 100th video, as long as you've been paying attention, you've been constantly trying to improve, then what's going to happen is, you know, by the time you start hitting around that 100 mark, like the skill sets that you're going to acquire along the way, um, it, you know, you're going to, you're going to be able to do the thing. So, you know, because of that, instead of focusing on like, Hey, you know, nobody's subscribed to my channel yet, focus more on like, how can I be better? How can I develop better skills? How can I, you know, learn how to connect with the people that I'm trying to reach better? How can I be better on camera? If you're on camera, if you're doing voiceover stuff for animations or games or, or anything else, like how can I use my voice better? You know, as I go through this content, how can I edit better? How can I, uh, you know, how can I make a thumbnail that's better? Hey, maybe I should test using graphics versus using images, using, you know, a hybrid of the two. Um, you're like, you know, doing all of those things is what I recommend that you do, but please don't get discouraged. I want to tell you and everybody here, like, for, you know, cause there's a lot of people here, um, by this poll, um, it looks like out of 247 votes, you know, we're at like 69% under a thousand subscribers. So, you know, for all of you under a thousand subscribers, like if you're trying, cause I know some people are in here, you know, they're they, YouTube's like just a hobby side thing. And it's like, it doesn't really matter, um, um, in terms of if it ends up working out or not, but for other people, you know, in here, um, you know, they're looking at this Kenodin, what's up, man. Um, but for other people, they're looking at this and they're, they're thinking like, okay, how can I actually turn this into something where I can connect with other people who love what I love? How can I turn this into something that I can make money from? How can I turn this into a business? How can I like really suck all the opportunity that, that's possible out of this YouTube thing? Like some people are looking at it that way as well. And I encourage you, if you are one of those people that's looking at it from that perspective in terms of like, you know, Hey, how, you know, how can I, you know, use this opportunity here? Um, I, I, I guarantee you. Um, based on my experience and the experience of people I've worked with, based on the experience of my YouTube friends, there is a staggering amount of opportunity here. And um, like when I was first starting, I was like, you know, before I knew anybody on YouTube, before I knew, you know, I was just, I was just a viewer. Um, but when I started my channel, um, like I, I was like, yeah, you know, people are, you know, doing, you know, pretty good on this YouTube thing. But I had no clue what I was getting into. Like I was at, like if, if this is the iceberg, right? Like I was seeing like this, like this tiny little amount um, of the iceberg when, you know, in reality, there's this other, you know, humongous part um, that, you know, that you typically don't see when you are, you know, just coming onto the platform. So, you know, YouTube in terms of the opportunity is massive. And if you are, you know, discouraged, I really encourage you just to kind of, you know, hold out and just focus really hard on your skill sets because not just YouTube, but social media in general, there's so much opportunity here. So many amazing connections that you can make with amazing people um, that, you know, you you really, really should. If it's something that you're like, hey, I want to do this, embrace it.
figure it out. Um, let's see here. Okay, so um, as I get off my soapbox here, <laughs> as I get off my soapbox here, let me ask um, answer some more questions. So um, let's see here. As we go through this list, is D in here? Hold on, I'm looking through my uh, list here. Somebody mentioned D, so I'm seeing if, uh, let's see. Uh, no, okay, maybe not. Yeah, I thought I thought he was in here, but maybe not. Okay, so um, let's see here. Next up, hey, Kitty, what's up? Hope you're doing great. So um, let's see here. Nice analogy. Okay, when somebody's good at something, they make it look easy, but it's usually harder than it looks like on YouTube. Absolutely. And in addition to that, another part of that equation is, you know, when you come onto YouTube um, as a new YouTuber and you've just been a viewer, you've been a civilian, then in that case, like you're looking at content from a different perspective because you're seeing the content that gets a response. That's why you see it, right? So like when you're when you're on YouTube as a viewer and you are not, you know, like, like you're just on there, like, hey, I'm just here to consume content or to watch videos. I'm not like a content creator and you're not thinking about that yet. Like you're watching all these videos and you're seeing all these people making all these really cool videos and you're not thinking about performance and things like that. But the reason that you're seeing those videos is because they're proven to perform. And, and since they're proven to perform, YouTube is recommending them to you and then you click on them and then you watch them, which then helps those videos perform even better, right? So when, you, when you're first coming onto YouTube, you're not really thinking about those types of things. But um, you know, for this comment right here from uh, Griffin Painting, you know, they say that they make it look easy. They absolutely make it look easy because you're not seeing all the stuff that goes in behind it. You haven't seen, you know, like if you're watching a channel that's been online for a year um, or it's been online for, you know, a few years, whatever, like, you know, there's so much experience and so much things that they've learned in that process. And all you're seeing as a viewer is you're just seeing that in video from all of the things, that, you know, all the skills that they've gained, all the things that they know, all the things, you know, the way that they see things. Um, like you're just seeing that end product and you're like, hey, this is great. Enjoy that video. I'm going to subscribe and then move on, watch another video, whatever. But, you know, at the end of the day, once you become a creator, everything changes because then you've been watching all of this good content and, and that can create an expectation like, hey, these people are publishing a video and they're getting, you know, 5,000 views on it or 100,000 views on it within the first 24 hours where I publish a video and I get like five views. What's going on? Well, it's because, you know, that person has, one, YouTube has history behind that channel in terms of the people that respond well to the content or the type of users so they can kind of match that against, you know, others in the system. But in addition to that, um, you know, those content creators have developed the skills over time to be able to get people to respond to what it is that they're doing. But when you first come in, you have to go through that part of the journey that you don't see from those people that you um, that you were watching before you came on. Hey, what's up, Matt? Welcome to the stream, man. Um, let's see here. Hope you're doing great, Matt. Let's see here. RPG Authority says I'm back. Had to take the wife to work. Welcome back. Super chat. Um, does it hurt analytics when you have a high number of views with a low number of likes? Um, all of the things matter, right? So um, technically, you don't need the additional engagement. Like if people really enjoy the content in terms of they watch all the way in, they click on your end screens, they watch another video or YouTube re recommends an up next and they just keep going through that path, um, then you know you don't need a lot of engagement for your videos to perform well. However, every place where people can further engage, um, it's look at it kind of like a, a point in your favor. So you know if you're getting a lot of likes, then of course, those are a lot of points in your favor. If you're getting a lot of comments, those are a lot of points in your favor. Um, if you're getting a lot of people to the end of your video, then that's a lot of really 
important points in your favor. If you're getting people to click on another video in your end screen, um, then that's even more points in your favor, right? So you want to look at it from that perspective in terms of, you know, it's not necessarily that you get hurt, but all of the things that you can cause to happen on your content because people are really enjoying it, those all lean towards helping YouTube systems, their algorithm identify that the piece of content that that particular viewer just watched is a good piece of content or a satisfactory piece of content, or at least a piece of content that kept them on your watch page for a certain amount of time. And then of course, of course, cause that person to engage in some way. Um, so, you know, that's what you want to, that's what you want to think about. But at the end of the day, you know, like these are the types of questions that are really important to ask because this is how you uncover information. But the things that you really want to focus on is you really want to focus on the things that matter the most. Because when you focus on what matters the most in terms of like, you got to learn how to get people to click, you got to learn how to, you know, make a piece of content that people enjoy. If you focus on those things, then, you know, all of those other little details, they're just little things that, you know, that add up. Um, but in terms of, um, you know, questions like this, you know, it's good to, to, to ask things like this, but, you know, at the end of the day, you want to focus more of your efforts on like, okay, how do I do these things better um, versus like, you know, hey, if I do this, um, you know, if I add, you know, five tags versus 10 tags, is this something that's going to work, you know, negatively against me? Um, if I see in my YouTube creator studio, they're showing me a certain view count versus if I look and search, they're showing me another view count and on a homepage, it shows another view count. What's going on? Like those types of things just aren't as important compared to, how can I make my thumbnails better? How can I make my titles better? How can I connect with my audience at a deeper level when they're in my content? How can I get people to watch more videos once they're actually into one video? Um, and how can I, you know, create a piece of content that people really enjoy, right? Like those are the, those are the most important questions that you can, um, that you can ask. All right. Uh, let's see here. Um, as we keep on going through the list here, we've got, um, if you're starting a YouTube channels as a teenager, is it best for beginners? Um, uh, right. Sorry. Um, is the best choice for beginners or adults is better. Um, so it's either way, you know, like everybody has an audience on YouTube. So, um, so in terms of age brackets, like there's people on YouTube that are elderly, not just old, but elderly, and they have, you know, substantial followings on YouTube. Um, there's also people that are, that are young, really young that have substantial followings on YouTube as well and everything in between. Um, so, you know, either one you're, you're, you're fine. Um, let's see here. How is consistently related to YouTube promoting the content impressions for videos? Does the channel really die for creators not consistent? Doesn't necessarily die. Um, but, but in, in a lot of cases you can definitely see traffic going off. So you can even see this on my channel. So I'm not getting as much suggested traffic now and I'm not getting as much browse traffic. Um, since my consistency, um, since I'm not being as consistent on my channel right now. Um, um, so my, my recommendation traffic is really low right now compared to what it normally is. Um, so if I go and I start being consistent again, cause I've went through this before. If I go and I start being consistent again, then, then things will kind of pop back into place or those, you know, those different traffic sources will start ramping up. And part of that also comes from like new videos that are being published. So for example, you know, like if I publish a video today or you publish a video today, um, then you have that new tag where YouTube is trying, you know, um, trying your video and all these different surfaces and seeing how people respond to it and all that. But as people are clicking into those videos and they are responding to them, then you also have some suggested videos there and YouTube in some cases, you know, you'll end up in that next up spot. So you'll start getting some suggested traffic from that. And that whole thing gets amplified 
from every video that you publish. Because, you know, if you publish a video today, then somebody interacts with that video and then they watch another video in the sidebar, or maybe from your end screen. And then, you know, maybe they go into your channel, they watch another video or they just keep following recommendations. And then you had that one viewer that just turned into like three views or five views or more um, on your channel. So, you know, scale that out, right? Because you always want to think and scale on YouTube, um, but you scale that out and, you know, that, that adds up to a substantial amount of views um, over time. Um, let's see here. Um, yeah, RPG Authority says there's dogs with more subscribers than Nick. Um, that's true. Um, any rate, any age, um, any age, race, or species can make a channel. Absolutely. Yeah, as long as um, as long as you can get as long as they can get their paws, um, you know, like on a mouse to actually, you know, to to set the channel up. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, so the owner sets the channel up. Um, but yeah, so yeah, there's dogs on YouTube with huge followings. So you know that that's another uh, perspective as well. I love that, by the way. Um, let's see here. So how exactly does the YouTube algorithm work? So, um, there's actually, if you go to here, I'll show you really quick. Um, I'll pull it up. Um, but there's actually a page, um, that let's see here that YouTube put together, um, for their viewers, but you can also pull tons of information from this as a, um, content creator as well. Um, but I'm going to share this here and then I will show you how I'm just making sure nothing is, uh, okay. You no, know, I'll pop that out into something else. We'll just do it here. Uh, okay. Yeah, let's do that. Okay. So here, I'll, I, I'm actually going to show you really quick, just some information here, um, from YouTube, just so I can show you from the horse's mouth, so to speak. Right. So it's not like, you know, Hey, here's this guy I just ran across this live stream that he's doing. Um, you know, like what's all this stuff he's talking about? Like I'm showing you directly from YouTube here. Okay. So, um, so basically one of the things that they show you here, we're going to pop open search. We're going to pop in recommended videos. So right here, um, if we go to YouTube search, one of the things that they say here, um, if we sort through this, they say with over 500 hours of content uploaded to YouTube every minute, think about that for a second in terms of competition and why it's so important to make sure that your content is competitive. Um, here, hold on a really quick uh, macros, macros again, and then we will stop the rotation. There we go. Okay, so um, so right here, with 500 hours of content uploaded to YouTube every minute, finding what you need might be nearly impossible without some help sorting through all the videos. YouTube's search ranking system does just that by sorting through loads of videos to find to find the most relevant and useful results for your search query. And this is for search, but we're going to get into the other ones here in a minute, and presenting them in a way that helps you find what you're looking for. At YouTube search, we prioritize three main elements to provide the best search results. Relevance, what that means is when it comes to relevance, if you if somebody's looking for how to bake a potato and your title is how to bake a potato, your your video just became extremely relevant for that search query. Okay. So that's what that means. Um, engagement, which means watch time, right? Engagement is watch time. That's also likes, that's also comments, that's shares, that's anything, any type of action that people can take and quality. Quality is the viewer experience. That does not mean that you're uploading 8K footage. That means the viewer experience. Um, to estimate relevance, we look into many factors such as how well the title, tags, description, and video content, right here, title, tags, I just wanna highlight that really quick, um, description, and video content match your search query. So if we unpack this one, right? So you have your title, of course, that, that's a no-brainer. Tags, no-brainer. Description, no-brainer. But video content matches a search query. So what this is, is when, when you publish a video to YouTube, people are looking, or not people, but their system is looking and listening to your video. 
Their system is determining based on the things that you're showing in the video. Their system is determining based on the things that you say or your, you know, what, whatever it is that you're doing in the video. Um, their system is determining how well does this match as well, the title and the description and tags of this video. So because of that, you know, when you are putting your videos together, just keep that in mind as well in terms of the video content also matching the query. Engagement signals are a valuable way to determine relevance as well. Because if somebody goes into a video, like if you had a video on how to cook, how to bake a potato and they go in and they click on that video and then all of a sudden it's like, hey, wait a minute, they're not showing me how to bake a potato. They're actually showing me how to um, peel a potato instead. Um, so they end up leaving that video. Well, right there, that it's not a valuable piece of content and then it ends up hurting the relevance of that content. We incorporate aggregate engagement um, signals from users, which means we may look um, at the watch time of a particular video for a particular query to determine if a video is considered relevant to the query by other users. So to unpack that one really quick, watch time of a particular video for a particular query. So if you put in, um, if your video is how to peel a potato or how to bake a potato, people are clicking on your video and he and, and those people are watching that video longer and engaging with that video more than the other videos on how to bake a potato, then over time you're going to end up dominating them in, in the search results. Finally, for quality, our systems are designed to identify uh, to identify signals that help determine which channels demonstrate expertise, authoritativeness, and trustworthiness on a given topic. So, with this one, when it comes to um, when it comes to niching down, right? You hear all of us YouTube help channels. Everybody's like, make sure you're niching down. Make sure you're serving a very particular audience. Make sure that your channel is a resource for a certain type of content. We're always saying that. This is why. Right, So their systems are designed to identify signals that help determine which channels demonstrate expertise. Right, So if you're always talking about one topic, then your channel becomes an expert on that topic. Authoritativeness, right, like you're an authority on that topic, and trustworthiness on a given topic. Okay, In addition to these three main factors, we strive to make search results relevant for each user, and we may also consider your search and watch, watch history as well. So right here, we may also consider your search and watch history for viewers. They use that um, to help identify things that those users might be interested in. Well, we just had a big spike right here. What happened there? Well, we just had a jump up to like 396 out of nowhere. I don't know if that's an error or not. Um, but anyway, that's why your search results might differ from another user's um, search results in the same query. Um, pictures below are side-by-side -side examples showing users similar search can differ based on these factors. So anyway, the example that they're showing down here means that when you make a video and you're like, yeah, I got number one in search and you're looking at it from like your account, um, you're like, hey, I'm in the top three in search. Well, if I look at it, I might see something completely different, right? So because of that, you know, when you think that you that you show up in search somewhere, you want to make sure that you're looking at that, you know, across like your con across your uh, channel, maybe look from, you know, somebody else's phone looking at incognito mode and just see if you're like one of those videos that stick there or if you're just getting served up there for the people that are interacting with your channel on a regular basis. Um, in addition to that, recommended videos, right? Because this is also part of it. So recommended recommendations help you discover more of the videos you love, whether it's a great new recipe um, or try your next favorite song. Um, we share recommendations both on YouTube's homepage and in the up next section as a suggestion of what um, to watch next when you're watching a video. We're constantly testing, constantly testing, learning, and adjusting to recommend videos that are relevant to you. We take into account many signals, including your watch and search history, if enabled, as well as the channels that you've subscribed to. Um, we also consider your context, such as your country and time of day. For example, this helps, up show, this helps us show you locally relevant news. 
Another factor YouTube's recommendation systems consider is whether others who clicked on the same video watched it to completion. So how we are constantly talking about making sure we're constantly talking about making sure that you're trying to get as much watch time um, as possible from viewers, right? In terms of like make awesome content so they'll watch for a longer period of time. This is why it's important, right? So um, another factor is whether others who clicked on the same video watched it to completion. So the more people that you have watching for a longer period of time, the, the higher the likelihood that YouTube's going to recommend your content to other people. Um, a sign that the video is higher quality or enjoy enjoyable or just clicked on it shortly after starting the video, clicked away. Um, we also asked users directly about their experience with individual videos and our recommendation systems using random surveys that appear on their homepage and elsewhere throughout the app. We use this direct feedback to fine tune and improve these systems for all users. So in terms of how it works, that's it in a nutshell. Now I have another video um, on my YouTube channel. Um, it's called um, How to Get Views on YouTube According to YouTube. Um, within that one, I share screenshots from the YouTube Creator Academy, the Google Help pages, um, like all types of different screenshots showing you, oops, um, all types of different screenshots showing you exactly what YouTube is telling us that they want us to do. Um, and it's very explicit. Like, you know, like, you know, these are the things that matter, right? So make sure that you check out that video um, as well. So um, one thing that I want to remind you of two things, actually, um, the very first being Owen's live stream um, next week. Um, for those of you that just joined the stream next week. Um, hold on, turn on the reminder here. So next week, instead of live streaming here, I'm live streaming over on Daryl Eve's channel. So um, it, um, it'll, st I'll still be there, um, I believe. Um, I'll still be there at, um, let's see here. Yeah, it's 8.30 p.m. my time is when it starts. So I'll definitely be there at 9 a.m. So I'll be there at 8.30 um, as well. Um, but make sure that you turn on the reminder there because it's gonna be an awesome stream. We're giving away so much stuff. Um, over there, we've got um, Spread Shop is giving away stuff. Stream Yard is giving away stuff. Camtasia, which I don't have any of their merch or anything yet, um, but two buddies giving away stuff. Um, we've got um, uh, me giving away stuff. My brother's giving away stuff. Um, Daniel Battelle's giving away stuff. Daryl Eves is giving away stuff. Um, we have, um, to my knowledge, so far, we've got, um, in terms of people that are participating in the stream, you know what, you can actually just go. Like, like it's going to be awesome. Just trust me, it's going to be an awesome stream. There's going to be, you know, tons of value added over there from all types of different content creators. You're going to absolutely love it. Um, and we're going to give them stuff away. So make sure that you um, hit that reminder over there so that you can um, participate in the stream when it goes on over there um, next week. So I just wanted to make sure to spread some awareness about that as well. RPG Authority says, how do I tag title and describe a channel trailer to make it show up in search? And does channel trailers help get subscribers? Um, they can help you get subscribers, but in terms of it showing up in search, don't even worry about it. Um, because the piece of content that you want to show up in search is content that is value focused for the viewer that will bring them in based on things that they're looking for. Um, people aren't necessarily look, I mean, people are looking for like movie trailers and stuff, but somebody typing in RPG authority trailer, um, the likelihood of that's going to be pretty low. So because of that, um, focus search on the, you know, the things that actually is going to bring the right targeted viewers into your channel, um, for your channel trailer, don't even publish it to your YouTube channel, make it unlisted and then just put it in the, in the spot there, um, for the, uh, for the channel trailer. So you don't even need to publish it as a piece of actual content that shows up on your video page. If you make it unlisted, put it into that trailer spot, then it'll show up there and do what it's intended to do there in that particular spot. All right. So, 
Um, on that note, I want to thank everybody for coming and hanging out. Um, I also want to um, just shoot a reminder here as well. My brother and Benji are going to be live streaming over on the Video Influencers channel. I'm dropping a link to that here um, right now as well. Um, so they're going to be live streaming over there in 50 minutes. Um, so I encourage you, um, if you have not already, to go over to that one. Also mark the reminder so that you can make sure that you are hanging out in their live streams. Or they're going to be talking about shorts um, in their live stream. I'm going to show it right here. Um, so this is the stream. They're going to be talking about shorts. Is it worth it? You know, like what's going on with YouTube shorts and just give me some tips and things like that just related to shorts. Um, so if you are somebody that is doing shorts on a regular basis, or you're considering doing shorts, you definitely want to tune into the stream. Cause they're going to be talking about, you know, getting views with shorts and all the different things, you know, related to, um, to shorts content. So make sure that you, you know, head over there, click that reminder. And that once they go live, um, that you are, you know, hanging out over there. Cause it's going to be an awesome, uh, live stream. So besides that, um, thank you everybody for hanging out. I hope that you learned something today. And again, because, you know, we do have, um, you know, according to this poll, um, again, we have, you know, um, you know, 67% of the people here um, are under a thousand subscribers. So for people over a thousand and people under a thousand, um, one thing that I just want you to know, hey, D's in the house right now. What's up, D? Hope you're doing great, man. Nice to see you hanging out here, getting your lurk on. <laughs> but, um, but one thing that, one thing that I want to um, just uh, let you know is that, you know, if you were watching the stream, you know that, you know, there's a lot of things um, related to YouTube that you got to learn. And when you hear live streams like this, um, you know, there can be like a lot of information. It can be overwhelming. So I encourage you to just, you know, if you did take notes, like I mentioned at the beginning of the stream, for those of you that have been hanging out the whole time, to just pick something or a couple things off the list and just focus on working on those so that you can get just like a deep grasp of those particular things um, so that you can, you know, basically learn as you go in terms of, you know, developing those skill sets. And, um, and then we will see you next week over on Daryl's channel. But then after that, um, then of course we will be back over here, um, as well the following week. So I will see you over there next week. Thank you everybody for hanging out. And, um, I hope you have an awesome weekend. Everybody stay safe and, um, I will see you next time. Just please give me a call.
So I'm actually, I was thinking about going on my other channel. I was thinking about going like a, like a, like a, like a work with me stream. <laughs> Thought that would be fun.
That sounds like something I would hear in like a like a corporate sales video. This one's for dark cooler. Thank you. 
Judah one, welcome to a uh, welcome to a new day. Welcome to Saturday. Hope that you have a uh, awesome Saturday. Thank you. 
basic Kirks.
Thanks, everybody, for hanging out. Have an um, awesome rest of your weekend, and I will see you next Saturday. Um, Benji and my brother are going live here in like nine minutes. So, um, so make sure to head over to the video influencers channel on YouTube and, um, and check out that live stream as well. And I will see you guys, uh, next week.